Yes, welcome back. An extremely special on the night I go back with and President Elect Higgins. You were born to do this. You were born to lead, Higgins. Well, hey, that's what it says in my high school yearbook. You pulled it off. You pulled it out and you yeah. pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are recording about an hour uh, removed from. President Joe uh, Joe Biden being President elected. elect Joe President Biden. President elect, yeah, yeah, being formally announced as the winner. This is, today is Saturday, November seventh, and it's a very exciting day because we've had yeah. this election stuff going back and forth. Um, you know, we aren't we don't talk about this stuff a lot because people come to us as their source of unbiased news about TV and movies. So we don't That's like true. to get into our political views. But That's true. I think it's safe to say Higgins, and I don't mind saying in this scenario. Um, and I can speak for you, I think. We are extremely happy on this day that Joe Biden won. Yes. Clearly won the presidential race. It's not over, right? There's going to be a lot of back and forth. Oh, there's going to be, we're, we're way away from it being And over. then there's going to be a group of people, like like the, the staunchest, most um, uh, uh, stubborn Trump supporters, who mm-hmm. never will 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 stop talking about this, right? Well, I mean, that's it's, fine. I mean, in my, in my opinion, that's fine, because there was a lot of, a lot of Trump, you know, haters for the last four years, not acknowledging his presidency. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to go both ways, right? Like we, I don't mind, I don't mind people calling this illegitimate because I mean, it is, it is legitimate. So like, like just so a group of the kids you went to high school with that still, you know, that live in your hometown are going to get mad about it. Like who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, it's not going to have any sort of real implication, except it's just it's going to be the first thing that people bring up, like sure. all, like certain people bring up all the time. So regardless, the point is, um, oh, with all this shit that's happened around the election, like it's nice to finally get a formal announcement. Mm-hmm. And even though there's still a little bit of fighting left to do, like it is a day where we can step back and celebrate. Right. And like there's a lot to be done, obviously, but at least for today, for the next maybe 10, 12 hours, we, we can collectively take a sigh of relief. For and I did. I, you know, I, I took d- a sigh of relief. I took a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> take two of these and call me the one. And- oh, yeah. yeah so, I- okay. So why don't we, so we, we have a very special guest, uh, Pari Pani, one of our greatest fans and admirers mm-hmm. um, and longtime friends who's coming on later to talk some spots like we, like we teased out last week. Or two weeks ago, two weeks ago, because we took a week off because of your your ear infection that we'll we'll definitely dive into. Yes. Um, So let's pick up the election thing when Pari's here, because he's going to be, he's like just in every way more qualified to talk about this stuff. And more well-spoken. More well-spoken and uh, just, it's, you know, he, let's wait, we'll wait and we'll chat chat about it with him. So (laughs) later in the show, Pari Panian. Um, we'll talk election. We'll talk sports movies. It'll be fucking great. It's what you listen. It'll be a cornucopia of information being thrown out. Of good information. You yes. heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, at, on, the night I go back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. It's a good it one is. today. Is, um, yeah. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. So, besides the obvious, yes. Higgins, yes. Uh, what's been going on? At the old Higgins homestead. Uh, the homestead's the good. Homestead. Uh, everyone here is fine. Emily is, we are now halfway to baby number two. Mm. So everything's good here. 
Um, I, however, am suffering from a massive ear infection that cost, uh, caused us to cancel last week. And That's right. uh, so last week I woke up Saturday morning with pain that I have not felt since I was a taught since I was a teenager. Cause I had really bad ears growing up. I had, I had horrible ear infections growing up. And mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, 13 or 14, I got a surgery done to help uh, not only just to take away from the, the, the ear infections, but also help rebuild my eardrum. Cause I had, it was so deteriorated from, I don't know if it was just, that's how I was born or from the infections that just, it, it had deteriorated. Yeah, you so had, had like, that's like legit because we talked about this last week. That's legitimate ear stuff. Like a lot of people, like yeah. me, had like ear tubes put in, had mild mm-hmm. ear infections, and and that kind of thing. Yours was like a whole different. Yeah, mine was like an actual like concern. Like I I could have been I was like heading towards deafness in my left ear, um, but they fixed it and I'm all good. I was all good for for 21 years. I never had a, a single ear infection from the time I was 14 until last Saturday. I woke up and it was killing me, and it was like. I don't, I mean, I don't want to get too gruesome, but like there was, you know, some discharge. Like there was like fluid. Yeah. 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 There was fluid and there it. was blood. It was like, it was everything you didn't want to, you don't want to see coming from your ear. Oh. Um, so obviously it was a Saturday morning. So I didn't have my, my primary, my primary care was not open. So I had to make an appointment at the minute clinic in CVS went there. She was like, yep, that's a hundred percent of ear infection. Put me on some amox- amoxicillin. And she said, I recommend uh, by the end of the week, you going and getting uh, it looked at by a specialist, which I did. The amoxicillin helped. Uh, the amoxicillin helped. The uh, pain went away and the, the bleeding stopped and all that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, all right. Sorry. I don't want to listen to any more of this. Can you just bring us to where we are today? Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on Thursday, I went to the specialist and he cleaned my ear out, you know, removed all the gunk and everything. You didn't and, honor my, my request. Well, I had to get to that. You telling okay. the story. Here we are. So, <laughs> so I'm there and there's so much blood. And, <laughs> Damn it. No. So he removes all that stuff. And then he's like, Oh, you know, here's the problem. You have a hole in your eardrum, um, which was not, it was not surprising. Like I kind of figured just because I had such bad ears that, I mean, there was going to be something mm-hmm. going on, but it was still like, ugh, like a bummer to hear. He doesn't seem too concerned about it. He said, you know, he gave me some drops to put in that'll help with a bunch of the other stuff. And he said, you know, take these, take these drops, you know, three or four times a day for about a week. And then we're going to schedule you to come in to do a hearing test to see how your ear is looking on that end. And then we'll go from there. He's like, the hole's not big enough, I guess, to be a concern yet. But I mean, he wants to nip it in the bud if he can. Sure. Um, so it seems like, unfortunately, which is, I don't, I, I'm upset about is like, it's looks like I'm going to be back in that chronic ear infection phase of my life well maybe not you never know i don't know i mean the way he made it seem is like i need to take he gave me two refills on these drops because he wants me taking these drops not only for this to seven days but like anytime i need them afterwards too yeah so i mean who knows what's going to happen but i really don't want to go back to that because that was i mean i don't remember much of it because i was you know a kid but from what i do remember it was it was it was bad yeah well so. well if anything happens to higgins's ears you'll hear it first here <laughs> On. I, I won't hear it first. But, no, you uh, won't hear it first. We'll, uh, yeah, I'll write it down for you. But I text, will I'll say text it to you. I feel fine. Like I, I, I canceled last week mostly because I just didn't know how it was going to be recording. Like having people scream right, in my in ear. ear, yeah, scream um, in your ear. I but know. I mean, but you know, whatever. Uh, and it feels fine now, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling okay with it. Um, All right, good, good. We'll just hopefully, uh, 
everything works out. I don't have to get another surgery. And if I do, I mean, whatever. If you do, I'll fly back and I'll be there for you. <laughs> Aw. When you wake up, I'm going to be the first face that you see pushing <laughs> Emily and your daughter yeah. aside. I will be I'm like, is this, is this heaven? Can you hear? Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, welcome back on the night I go back. Can you hear? Oh, Can you we, hear? Should, <laughs> we should do a live podcast for me from the chair. Like coming off of uh, <laughs> the man in the chair. Like, yeah, coming off of uh, the, the uh, anesthesia. Yeah, we should definitely do that. I, I'm sure the hospital would be fucking thrilled about that. Right. Um, all right. Cool. Yeah, so that's, okay. So, that's so me. I'm going deaf. No big deal. No, you're not going deaf. Don't be such a don't be such a doom sayer. <laughs> Martyr. Don't, yeah, don't be such an ear martyr. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, how are you? I'm doing better than that. I yeah. like. I'm doing fine. Normal. I guess I'm okay, normal. Good. Normal. That's normal nice. compared nice. to that. I mean, I do have a little bit of wax buildup, but I won't get into that <laughs> right now. I mean, the ears, you know, as good as the. <laughs> my ears are in the best shape of, of their lives. So. Right. I have the ears of a 21 year old. Yeah, so. <laughs> man. You should see. I have their ripped cardboard abs. <laughs> got cardboard drums. All right. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we canceled yet no this is it on? this is it we're done okay. we're done this is now an ear podcast <laughs> we should do an ear podcast we should not do an ear podcast what <laughs> is your favorite sounding movie cellador is the cellar door the most Celador beautiful phrase the, yeah exactly that movie didn't have, we, we talked about that movie didn't we a while I feel ago like with roger we did yeah for some reason roger is sticking out in my mind when we're talking about donnie darko I watched it and it, I think I watched it and I think I remember it didn't hold it up. It holds it holds up. I thought it was okay. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, anyway. It's fine, whatever. So um ah God, what's going on with me? I don't know. We're just we're hanging out and we've been, you know, watching the election stuff. And I watched, I mean, we'll get to this in a in a moment, but I watched it was like pound for pound, probably the best week of watching that I've had in years. I like wow. I just everything we picked to watch was just really really good and i watched a couple of the best things that i've seen all year okay so we'll get to that we'll get to that but it's been you know that's been going on um uh, i'm working on i'm uh i'm i'm i got a project i got a woodworking project i'm working on sanding oh, a what shelf. Are you doing? so yeah. i went i went last week i found on craigslist this dude in idaho who bought a um you know like those shows where you buy like the uh uh storage units like sight unseen mm -hmm. you basically yeah, just pay for it and then storage wars yeah whatever yeah all those shows that are really popular this guy like does that shit so he buys them and then he just goes on craigslist and lists like here's all the shit that i have you know come and come and buy it from me right so okay. yes. i've been like looking for odds and ends of furniture like for my office and for the generally for the house and stuff um and they, he had a couple things that i wanted so i went there and picked it up and it was weird um but one of them is a shelf and I didn't like the way it looked paint. It was like really sturdy and solid and the right size and like, like a little bookshelf. Um, so I decided to, you know, just uh, put on my big boy pants and, and sand that bad boy down, strip that paint off and, and refinish it myself. And that's what I've been, um, been working on. I cheaped out on a sander. So let this be a lesson to uh, anyone who might be listening and have a burgeoning woodworking career. Um, mm -hmm. don't cheap out on your power tools. Cause I cheat down on my sander and it like barely works and it's taking forever. And I refuse to go out and buy a new sander. Um, it's just inhaling a lot of sawdust. It's, you know, good. It's like dad stuff, you know, like, like it's, it's being, being a, a man, even though you're not a homeowner. I'm not a homeowner. I'm not a, I'm not a dad, but I'm doing homeowner and dad right. stuff. Right. Cause I want to, I want to provide more than anything, a template for you. <laughs> 
So, so yeah, I wish, so that's you, were, I wish you were kidding too, but I feel like a part of you was serious about that. I don't know. We'll never know. Historians no, will. will debate that. They'll listen to the, to all the deleted scenes <laughs> and they'll debate. They'll debate. Uh, yeah. So that's what's going on with me. Oh. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you looking at? You're distracted. Uh, my, I'm in the, my TV in the basement just shut off randomly. Ooh, I watched a lot of scary stuff this week and, uh, that's pretty scary to me. Yeah. It's not great. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> All of a sudden you were just looking over in the corner. Like, uh, yeah. Well, no, cause I was now, now it came back on with now it's on and I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Had, that is I weird. On, I had it on mute too. Now it came back on full volume. What um, the fuck? Yeah. I was watching SpongeBob SquarePants um, on silent, on mute, you know, enjoying, enjoying your conversation and also watching the TV and then it just shut off. Wow. Yeah. So that is, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Well, <sighs> this is it Biden, for you. It's Biden's America now. So yeah, that's I mean, it, that's it. Yeah. Donald Trump was the only thing keeping the ghosts at bay. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have no idea. I need to be that's, here. That's legitimately probably something that his campaign claimed was like, the devil's <laughs> going to open up the gates of hell if Joe Biden's elected. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah. We'll have to wait for time. <laughs> let's wait. Let's wait till we get. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, what's going on it's a nice it's a nice day it's a nice weather cool here fucking beautiful really here in in mass it's beautiful it's like nice but it's cool 65 to 70 degree day yeah that's crazy Um, we have uh, the forecast calls for about three more of these and then it's going to rain towards the middle of the week um but compared that we had snow last week and now Mm -hmm. it's like i'm trying to figure out like what to do with my yard because I'm like none of the, the leaves haven't all fallen off the trees off my many many trees yeah this is the, um, the leaves the trees in your backyard are like your worst enemy they are because like i've done some raking but then obviously it's still continuing to fall because there's nothing the trees are still full and now i'm like sitting my leave my backyard's covered in leaves and i'm like i'm, I'm not gonna rake it now because it's just gonna get worse because it's only you know the first weekend in november right so but it's like hard not to because it's 70 degree weather. So it's like, I should be out there raking. Cause it's like, right, right. God's giving me the sign. He's like, here, I'm giving you six straight days of 70 degree weather in November. Go rake your fucking leaves. But then as soon as I do, I'm going to turn around and spend three hours raking. And then it's going to be full again because all the leaves, all the trees are still full. So it's really just, it's just, the, it's, it's just the, really it's tough the catch 22 of, you know, having, having a lot of trees. And I've so talked I, about this. Yeah. You talk about it a lot. So I was thinking about this today. I was, <laughs> I was looking at my backyard and, um, most of the leaves on the trees that are going to fall have fallen because we have a mixture of like normal leaves, lead trees, okay. and then like evergreens, right? So those aren't going to, you know, that's not going to, um, but the leaves are all on the ground. So I'm wondering like, do I rake them? Do I leave them? Leaf them. Do I leaf them? Because here's what's up. We have yeah. sprinklers. So huh. if I, so those are all off obviously now, but, mm-hmm. but if I, I isn't the, the main issue with leaving leaves on your yard the issue is that it kills, it like yeah. creates a layer and like kills all the grass and right. shit. So, so yeah, you want to get the leaves up before the snow falls because you don't want the leaves to be trapped under the snow for three months because that's going to leave brown spots in your grass when they, when they finally do, when the spring springtime comes. But if I'm going to use sprinklers, that's going to solve the brown issue anyways. Well, take it from me. You'll never solve the brown issue. Uh, my, I have had brown issues my entire life. I have. <laughs> yeah, um, in more than one way. In more than one way. Um, no, I mean, I don't know necessarily if that's the case. I mean, I water my yard. Do you annually I, water your yard? Yeah, I, have a, I don't have a sprinkler. I have a hose that I go and manually waters. But Did you do uh, that like every day in the summer? No, not every day. 
you kidding me? I'm not a, I'm not a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> I do it like once a week or twice a week. Um, I probably should do it every day, honestly. I uh, should definitely rake my yard, though. I think that's. I the, would say yes. I also think it's. Too, I also think it's too early, though, personally. But I mean, I don't well, know. no, but I, like I said, all of the leaves are yeah. on the trees are down for me. So you said it's too early for you because everything's still on the because trees. You, yeah, right. For me, um, I think almost all of them. I'll have to go back and check again, but it looked like most of them are down. It just, it's so, it just sucks. Cause like, I don't know if I, I've talked about how, if you look at the Google map images of my neighborhood, my, you can't, I'm the only house in the street that you can't see from Google maps because there's 15 trees covering my yard. In my Which home. is awesome. There's so many people who would like kill for that because having a, like in a, in a suburban neighborhood, like where you live, um, where houses are, are pretty close together, just like my neighborhood, having a little bit of, having a little bit of trees in your backyard and like tree cover and like privacy from the neighbors. It's a godsend. There's so much good. This is why I, know, I don't understand your whole, I want to cut down the trees mentality. They, they, they do so much more good than harm. Uh, yes, but I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair. <laughs> I, just right, hate, right. I just hate leaves and like, I hate the leaves. I hate the branches to fall off and like crash into, you know, my, my table or like a can, if I set up a canopy for when we have barbecues, I have leaves, you know, knocking over the canopy. I, I mean, uh, branches knocking over the canopy. I have branches falling into the condo complex behind me and, and hitting cars and then having to, I having to give my insurance away to pay for the damages. Like it's, it's, you know, that's actual stuff that happens because I have this, the most trees in the neighborhood in my backyard. I don't, so that doesn't happen because you have the most trees in your neighborhood. That happens because you don't maintain them. Maintain People, a tree? Yes, maintain a tree. Yes, that's absolutely a thing. Uh, I mean, I'm not. You, they have those really long um, saws that you yeah, use yeah, off know, branches yeah. that you think you're yeah. going to fall on something. Like, yeah. The, for me, Ben. Ben, yes. I would value having trees so much in that scenario that I would maintain those trees. I need to get rid of at least one of them because one of them. Well, the one that's your, fucking up your driveway yeah, is probably. The, the, yeah. the, the one that's the roots going underneath my garage and has now popped my garage door like unevenly so now i can't close my garage door all the way that's a the problem root, yeah. yeah that's a problem um but that's, but that's how do you get rid of that tree where the roots are so and you, you need to like dig I, up your I, whole fucking well i have to dig up that whole spot and yeah. i have to probably repave it but i can't repave it if the tree if the if the, if the root's still there so they have yeah. to pull the whole thing yeah um but yeah i mean that's mostly the reason is is just that 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 tree is fucking up my garage plus all the leaves and all that shit but, yeah you can't hoop can't hoop. That's all I want to do hoop. is put a, I just want to put a hoop up there and I can't. You got so. hoop dreams. And <laughs> it's when you try to bounce a basketball in your driveway, it immediately shoots off in the other direction. Right. And it's a hoop nightmare right now. So. Yes. Man, did we have, am I having deja vu or did we make this exact joke like two episodes ago? A hoop about my We talked driveway? about your driveway. I talked about how you can't play basketball there. You said, I said, you have hoop dreams. You said you have hoop nightmares. Uh, we got to go back and check the, check the, I think the we said this, in, I think we had this conversation in person. Maybe in person. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, we are, yeah. we are becoming uh, washed like, up and redundant. Seriously. We're like, I'm or Don or Howard Stern. Yeah. You're I and Stern. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Opie and Anthony. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. That is hot. That is hot. In another, I mean, in another life, we would be the Opie and Anthony of, you know, some stupid radio station. We should call in a bomb threat to the 
mayor's office like they did or something what did they do they, they didn't they have they had someone had sex in a church that's i remember that that was the one that got them fired from right, bcn from bcn yeah but they also got fired maybe not fired from bcn but they got suspended from bcn because i think they on april fool's day they, they say the mayor when you know what died oh classic joke <laughs> i feel like that was something that they had like made an announcement on their radio on their show that Mayor Menino had passed away. Yeah, and yeah. that sounds right. I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, um, very good. Yeah, cool. Well, good chit chat. Yeah, Actually, chit-chat. you know what? This chit chat, I think, in in perpetuity, when we go back and listen to this chit chat, uh, not great. Not great. No, not great. Not great. So, well, I don't like talking about my trees, and <laughs> quite frankly, I'm a little. I'm a little. Uh, one of the gone. most interesting things about you. So. <laughs> I constantly, you can forgive me for constantly dipping into the tree well when I'm trying to get anything out of you. <laughs> gone to the tree well too many times, man. <laughs> Honey, turn it off. They're doing the tree thing again. Uh, Ben's in the tree well again. <laughs> Put on Imus. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Higgins. What have you been watching, Ben? Oh, you snuck it in. <laughs> oh, you always yeah. sneak it in. That's what I do. Oh man. Okay. I've watched so well, I much. I started watching the Jesus, show. I on am H- so upset H- about HBO this. Max. Okay. Um, this week, this week. So just, I'm going to, pre- I'm going to get this out of the way now. Cause you're going to be mad at me later. I did not get a chance to watch the Chicago seven. Um, yeah. I knew you wouldn't. I mean, I, it wasn't even all, worth you, texting you, you about it. me on a Wednesday night at like eight o'clock. Um, so it only gave me two days to watch it, and I have you know, I just got a lot of things going on, so I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch it. Although I looked at it, it's like two hours and like 27 minutes, so it's a long movie. Um, are you saying that you don't have time in your we've week gone, to we've expand gone over your this. mind and think we've about We've gone over this how little time I have in my week, so <laughs> it's very uh, disappointing. But I did have time this week to watch uh, the start watching an, um, uh, mini, a mini series on HBO Max called The Murders at White House Farm. Okay. Have you heard of this? Jamie would absolutely take this. It's a true crime, yeah. True crime. It's yeah. um it's about a, a 1985 murder mystery um where a family of 5 was found murdered in this uh in their home in a village in Essex, England. Um and, and initially it's it's ruled a murder suicide where the white where the mom uh, the it was a a mom and her twin boys and then her parents and they were all killed by, and it looks like a murder suicide where the mom kills her parents kills her sons and then kills herself and everyone in the village is ready to chalk that up as that's what it was mm-hmm. but there's one detective who doesn't like what he's seeing um he's getting you know advice from the the family the, the rest of the family being like this doesn't sound like her like this, we don't think this would happen blah 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 and so the show dives into the fact that something else was going on. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I'm only three episodes out of the six in. It's definitely leaning towards um, someone else in the family had murdered her, murdered them and made it look like, you know, made it look like a, a suicide. Um, but I don't know where it's going yet. And I refuse to Google it because I'm really interested. I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be uh, spoiled by it because it's, it's, it's based on a true story. So like all that information's out there. Um, but it is a beautifully acted miniseries. Um, it stars the only real big, I guess, I mean, I don't know if, if these people are like big stars in England or not, but the only um, uh, big star that I recognize is Mark Addy. He plays one of the detectives, Mark Addy, who you might, people might know from, he was in um, 
I'm fucking IMDb. I don't want to be a fucking member. Let me look sign at up. It. And now I lost my fucking, I can't look at IMDb anymore. You got to be fucking kidding me. Um, anyway, Mark Addy is. Uh, wow, that was a struggle. He's, <laughs> was a, he's a British actor. He is he was in Game of Thrones, the full Game Monty. of Thrones. Knight's I Tale. think the yep, Full Monty is probably his his most well known role outside of he he was the star in a in a in a TV series from the early the mid to early two thousands called Still Standing. Okay. I don't know if you ever saw that show. It was on. It was a U.S. show, um, but. It was on, I think, like ABC or something like that. Just one of those. Oh, he shows. played Robert Baratheon on Game of Thrones. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's but where he's I, definitely going to be most recognizable. So I recognize him more from the show Still Standing because it's one of those like, you know, sitcoms that I just fell in love with. You know, where he's like the fat like dad. According to Jim. Yeah, like he's like the fat dad who's married to like a hot wife, but he's like always like just. It's like very cliche, but it's <laughs> that's really really his funny. plot in Game of Thrones too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's just really, really funny. So people who don't know about Still Standing, go check it out. I think it's on Hulu. Um, so you can stream it over there. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend so far The Murders at White, Ho- White House Farm um, on HBO Max. Jamie, I think, would really, really dig it. I'm sure and she would, yeah. I am uh, super into finding out what happens without going on the internet and spoiling it. So mm. All that's right, well, I have a way to keep you in check now. I'm just going to look up <laughs> Yeah, I think, I, you should watch it. I think you should watch it though. It's it's really good. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe. I tried. So. Ooh, what's your what's your Taco Bell drink there? Did you get a um, Baja Blast? No, <laughs> just a regular Pepsi. No Baja Blast, huh? No, no one actually drinks Baja Blast. Yes, Baja Blast. I guarantee is the most popular drink at Taco Bell. <sighs> Seriously, everyone gets Baja Blast. It's the only place you can get it. Is that true? Yes. Oh, wow. You can't buy Baja Blast in the store. Trust is me. Mount, is it Mountain Dew? Yeah, it's Mountain Dew, colon, Baja Blast. <laughs> colon. It's um, Mountain Dew, Baja, colon, Blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it smelled like the way my texts come through. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Don't even get me started on your fucking texts. If you don't go get a new phone today, I'm going to tell you what happens in that HBO miniseries. That's not fair. That's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? You want me to go to the mall during a pandemic? Come on. Go to a strip mall that has like, so what do you have, AT&T, Verizon? I have AT&T. Go to an AT&T store that's in a strip mall. I'm not going to go today. I will go before next week though because my phone is, is rapidly. Just know it's impossible to communicate with you. That's not, that's not true. You're communicating today. I just don't get all of the texts. It took like four conversations for us to lock down a time to record when Pari and I were on the same page the whole time. I think we were all on the same page. I just wasn't getting all the information. Yeah. So yeah, okay. maybe right. maybe email email me next time. All right, I'm gonna I'll, I'll tweet you. I'm gonna keep, <laughs> I'm gonna keep publicly shaming you on Twitter. Until yeah, you get I didn't like, I didn't dig that, but that's yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> that's why um, I did it. <laughs> anyway, the original tweet was much meaner. I'll have you know. I'm sure it was. <laughs> and Jamie was like, I don't think you should write that. <laughs> she <laughs> really is my better it. half. She's, She's got your it. back though. She's got your back. I know. I did, I appreciate that. And I got her back when I say murders at white horse white house farm yes i'm sure she's if she hasn't already watched it i'm sure she's super interested by the way i will comment now because i it's the first it's the second thing now i've watched on hbo max i don't like hbo max what do you mean i just the streaming itself like it's it seems like it's just i feel like netflix has it down like it's a very user-friendly streaming service so you're talking about like the inter, like the user interface like, yes, like and finding I feel like, something to watch yeah, and i feel like, it, inter- yeah, I feel like hbo max kind of is not is not user-friendly yet I, I feel like that happens with the fledgling streaming services where they never really fully get it down even hulu is just recently with a recent redesign got to a point where it's like 
where it's like kind of usable, but you think of like even HBO, all the other HBO streaming services, oh, they've always sucked. They would lose your mm-hmm. place in what you were watching. They right, would yeah. sign you that out, me, like yeah, yeah. stuff like that. HBO just never has been able to, to get it down. I, I assume that a lot of the other popular streaming services right now, like CBS All Access and Peacock, et cetera. Peacock's bad too. They're all, yeah, I assume they're I think all Roger had, had to tweet about Peacock being bad too. I had a bad experience with Peacock yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it all, it just happens. They just, you can't, yeah. they can't get it right the first just, like 10 years. I don't years. know if it's my, so it's my remote works on everything else. I don't think it's my remote, but for when I go on HBO Max and I try to scroll down or scroll over, it doesn't go like one down yeah. or one over. It that goes doesn't like surprise three. me at all. It goes like three to the side or like four down. So it like takes me forever to try to lock down, lock in on what I'm actually trying to watch. Unless you skill, unless you spilled Baja Blast all over your control, <laughs> all over your remote, I think it's probably the, the, the no, app itself. I spilled Baja Blast all over my colon. <laughs> colon Blast. Yeah, uh-huh. Colon Blast. <laughs> Baha. Baha. So that, that's the noise your colon makes when the Baha blast is leaving. Um, <laughs> that's too gross. Much. That's gross. Yeah. yeah. Too much. Yeah. Okay. What, what have I been, what watching? Have you been watching? What have I been watching? <laughs> yeah. I watched so much good stuff this week. Let me start with the the best. So the two, the best TV show and best movie I watched are what I'm going to talk about. And then I'm going to okay. do an honorable mention movie as well, but I'll try to go through it pretty fast. But there's yeah. just too much good stuff. Go. Um, Everything I'm going to talk about is on Netflix. I'm going to say this right now. Netflix okay. crushing it with original content right now. They are. Um, first thing I want to talk about is a, is a show that I'm sure you've heard about that everyone's talking about. Everyone has something to say about it. The Queen's Gambit. I have. So phenomenal, phenomenal show. It is a, it is a, <clears throat> um, it is a show about a orphan who she's discovered as like this chess prodigy. And then you kind of see her grow up and, and be in the chess scene and okay. get insight into the chess scene. And, and it's in, it's in the fifties or sixties. So it's like, um, at it's the like peak. Bobby Fisher type of chess or no, like, is he part of it by Bobby Fisher? He's not Was part it? of it. No, but it, it's, uh, it's like that in that it's like a young okay. person who's, who's really good at chess. And like, you see his like rise to, you see her like how she like becomes like a notable chess player and okay. she's a, she's like a prodigy she's like super young and then you get insight into the chess world where like everyone's kind of a prodigy and they're all young and and then you get into like the whole US versus Russia thing okay. um cuz Russia okay. is always like a chess yes. uh, powerhouse right um but it's really about this this girl who you watch her grow up into a young woman and chess is like the driving force in her life. And she, you see her get adopted and you see her get really popular in the local chess scene. It's almost like a sports movie where you see her like meteoric rise to the highest levels, the, fi- the, the final chess matchup in, in Russia against the grand, the best chess player in the world, the grandmaster. And, okay. Um, is it a true story you said or no? It is. I do not. I actually never looked that up. I do not believe it's a true story. And I don't it's a, think it's it a regular is. movie, not a, not a it's show. It's a mini series. Mini series. Okay. Yep. Um, I actually should have looked that up. Uh, you dumb fuck. I'm a dumb, dumb fuck. It's not a true story. Um, <clears throat> but so there's, it's, it's a show that has no business being as lauded as it is as like highly, okay. highly kind of like, cause if you think about it, I mean, it, it's really like just like 10 years of this, of this woman's life. And she just plays a ton of chess and she it like, <laughs> it's it sound like awful. Well, but I'm, what I'm saying is like the, Ooh, uh, when and I Taylor and Anya Taylor joy is the, uh, yeah. And the she, she fucking crushes everyone. Her. Everyone crushes it. And, and I'll get to that in a second, but like, it, you know, when I first saw it and when I first saw it was getting popular, I was like, I don't think I'd really like that. And then you, you start watching it and it's just, there's something about it 
the style and the writing and the actors and the way it's presented and the cinematography, the directing, everything is just Mm -hmm. on point. And it is just television perfection, like through and through. It doesn't even matter. It could have been about anything. Like chess is like definitely emphasized and the chess is like good and accurate and interesting. Mm -hmm. Are you a chess Um, player? I've played, I played a little bit of chess. I haven't played chess recently. I can see Brad Barr being a big chess guy. I've never, I've never seen him play chess before, but I bet he, I bet he could be. I, when I was at Derby, the camp that I met uh, Jeremy at, that was like an arts camp, AKA nerd camp. And one of the (laughs) classes was chess. And when I was a CIT, I was the CIT for the chess class because I don't know where else would they put a guy that looks like me. Um, And the (laughs) dude who was the the counselor for the, right, exactly. (laughs) Grandma tries to tell me not to go down. (laughs) Have you seen that? Uh, I'm not even Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, the dude who was the counselor for that class was like one of those super, super chess dudes. He had like the, the fabric boards and the really Ooh. nice pieces. And I learned a little bit about kind of like some of the basic mechanics of, of like chess doing that, but no, not, I'm not really a chess player. Um, what I think, so when I took a step back after watching it and being captivated by it and tried to mm-hmm. think about why did I like this so much? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one of the things it does really well is it defies tropes. And that's something that we, that we talk about a lot. But think about this. Think about a, um, a, a young woman, a, a, a girl, an orphan girl who grows up into an, an attractive young woman yeah. who is adopted. She's in, a, she's in an old school um, orphanage. She's adopted by, like a, by a, a, a lonely alcoholic mother. She is trying to uh, make a name for herself in a, in a male-dominated um, world of chess right? Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. interacts with all these men and stuff. You would think that it's going to be super, super depressing. Like the orphanage mistreats her, the, the, the stepmother mistreats her, the men try to take advantage of her and try to like assault her and stuff like that. Like in a, in a traditional show that has all of these same trappings, Mm -hmm. that would, that would definitely happen. None of that stuff happens. And it was so refreshing to see a dramatic show where the female lead isn't like sexually assaulted or taken advantage of and she's adopted by a caring family a caring mother who supports her all the way until um spoilers the mother passes away what the fuck yeah i mean there's definitely spoilers i've been you know talking about it so uh it's she the orphanage doesn't mistreat her she's like supported at the orphanage so it's it was really refreshing to see a show that managed to be dramatic and exciting without relying on the traditional um, emotion drawing tropes that would right. happen in that same scenario. Do, do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know no, you absolutely. Yeah, it, like, but... yeah, like you often say it about shows like This Is Us and exactly, um, exactly. Where, like it's it's purposely sad just to make you sad. Yep. It it play it tugs you to heartstrings just for the sake of doing it. And this is like you're saying this movie is the opposite where like you expect it going in, but it actually doesn't. Yeah, Which, exactly. She is she is a uh, she she is treated with respect by by every man that she encounters pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. She's in scenarios where guys could take advantage of her and they don't. And she's all like, it's just, I, I understand that that stuff has a place in, it has a place to be represented in, in, in TV and movies because it is important to grapple with that and to, and to, right. and to recognize that as something that really happens and to be cognizant of that. And, you know, one of the things that we kind of talk about is, is film and movies is, is the way that some people kind of, or film and, and, and TV is a way that a lot of people who wouldn't normally get exposed to that do get exposed to that kind of thing. So right. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to vilify that, but I'm saying that it is. There's also, very, there's, a pl- there's plenty of those to go around. A ton, everything, everything. So right? like so, to have one that's not, it's okay, I think too. 
Exactly. And I was like watching and I was like, I was just waiting for all this stuff to happen. And it doesn't. And it's about her growth and her strength and her power and her intelligence, her brilliance. Right. Um, and about this great relationship she has with her stepmom, who is super supportive. And it's just amazing to watch. It's about all of these men that she beats that end up helping her become a better chess player and end up going and getting the success she has. I mean, it's, it's really refreshing to see that all of that, like kind of trope defying stuff coupled with just the pure quality that the show exudes. It's one of the best things that I've, that I've seen in a very, very long time. It's also created by the guy who um, wrote Logan. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's, it has a similar kind of gravitas that that movie had. Um, And just like kind of every, every single scene was, was what drew you in. Right. And I think Logan, I definitely felt that way. And and this show through seven or eight episodes, whatever it is, um, it was great. It was one of the, one of the recent shows that's come out that really like made me want to watch. Like I have to watch the next episode. I have to see what happens. And, and, and nothing happened. She won a bunch of chess games. (laughs) I mean, that's like, that's the thing about it is that it's like almost indescribable how uh, it captivates you so much if you just looked at the plot. Well, I think that probably has a lot to do with Anna Taylor-Joy because she's great. In oh my God, she, she crushed Have she you crushed seen it. The Witch? Have you seen The Witch? You, I, I, have, like I have, I oh, no, have. No, no, oh, it was a little slow. Lot. It was a little slow for me. Um, but I meant like, because it's pretty scary. I didn't know if you'd like that or not. But um, I love horror movies. What are you talking about? Do you know who I am? I thought you said you didn't like getting, okay, well, no, we've, we've had this conversation before and I feel like you changed. I like, I do get scared by horror movies, but I like horror movies because they elicit an emotion. Gotcha, gotcha. She was also great in Split. Did you ever you see Split? The, yeah, she was uh, in Split and Glass. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. yeah. She, was in, she was in both of those. Yeah, no, she's, she's excellent. Um, and she's by the way, pronouncing M. Night Shyamalan's last name is, is really tired. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Dude, be better, Higgins. <laughs> M. Night, I honestly don't even know how it is really pronounced. Yeah, don't, even, don't, bite off, don't bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> um, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I, th- I think well, that's right. Yeah. All right, anyways, whatever. So anyways, Queen's Gambit... I, can I say that I don't know if you'd like it? Oh God! <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, doesn't matter. I, I, it doesn't matter you saying it. You, you fucking think it, which is just as bad. So yeah, no, I'm a, I'm an I'm an asshole. Like I get yeah. it. I get it. <laughs> I did not need to say that or even or even address that. But anyways, no, yeah. you should watch it. It's really good. But first, you need to watch something else <laughs> that I want to talk briefly about. Okay. Um, the Trial of the Chicago Seven, which is yes. also a recent movie on Netflix. Um, another thing that I watched, and it's it's it it is a. It is a prestige movie through and through. I got the same, I was glued to the screen in the same way as movies like Wolf of Wall Street, like modern, modern, classic, epic dramas. Um, this movie is absolutely the same thing. You are, you are captivated by it from start to finish. It's about the story, which, which I believe is based on a true story. Are you talking now about the, the trial of Chicago 7? Yes, I have moved okay, on right. and I did it expertly. Okay. You just missed it. <laughs> no, I thought you mentioned that and then you, then you said you're going to move on to another. Okay, all right. I have, a, I, have a, I have a third move. I have another okay, movie that's not right. a relationship, but I'm not there yet. All right, gotcha. Chicago 7. I actually want you to... Are you going to try to watch it this week? Because I, I do... Yes, I, 100%. I've been, I've been wanting to watch it. It's just trying to find two hours where I won't fall asleep in the first, you know, 25 minutes. Two sleep. hours plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really long. It um, took me like four days to watch um, uh, The Irishman. So, like, I got I to gotta be able well, to... that's like, not your fault. The Irishman actually clocks in at around four days. <laughs> clocks in at 78 <laughs> hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading through my tweets recently and one of I've as most self obsessed people do. Exactly. And yeah. and recently <laughs> I, I looked at one that I that I posted a few months ago that was like, Oh, I watched I watched Irishman 
at two X speed and it was almost watchable. <laughs> and it's really true. It's really true. Classic. But we're not here to talk about the Irishman, which is no. which is you know, gar- garbage like a garbage movie. Garbage. We're here to talk about the Chicago Seven. Trial of the Chicago Seven, which actually we're going to be here next week to talk about because I want you to watch it. And I want to talk about it with you. Oh yes. Let so. me let me just say it is expertly acted. It is captivating story from start to finish. Aaron Sorkin. It is Aaron Sorkin, and it has his exact. Um, uh, writing style, like in your, like in your face, nonstop, um, beautifully written sentences coming out. Is it of just these like one mouths. long West Wing episode, pretty much? Um, I've never actually seen the West Wing, but I oh. have to assume the answer is no. <laughs> uh, and actually, when we get Pari on here in a few minutes, we can, I think Pari uh, actually is rewatching. West he Wing is right. So I was, yeah. I was thinking we could ask him about that because he might have seen the movie too. Yeah. Um, but it is just, it's incredible. It's really, really good. It's its amazing to watch. It is um, educational and provocative in all the ways that modern movies that are reflective of modern society should be. It is phenomenal. Sasha Baron Cohen, um, the actor who plays Borat, is, mm-hmm. is in it and he is incredible. Scene stealing, every single scene. He's great. And I'm, and I'm, I love the fact that he's not just Borat and Bruno and yeah. Dalai. He's like a legit like, and he's character like, actor. I'm, I'm so, like I think Rami Malek did an okay job as Freddie Mercury. Like the movie itself was trash. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it was called, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. The movie itself was trash. But I think Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury was was deserved. I think of the of the Oscar. Yeah. But the fact that Sasha Baron Cohen was attached to that film for like a decade, he would have been even he, better. I think. And they, the reason that they didn't go forward with him was because he wanted to, he wanted to be about the more darker right, side. Of, right, which would have been a much better movie. Right. Uh, not the fluff piece that it was, which right. is fine. Like I get, I get, I understand, but at the same time, like, you know, I think, I think the people want to see more of that stuff. Not it's not the, fine though. It's that movie that always irked me. That movie is like kind of whitewashing his, his dark and interesting past and struggles yeah. that he's had and struggles right. with, with who he was in society and, and making it like a fucking, Hollywood popcorn flick that does piss me off. That is annoying. And totally. And I think Rocket Man succeeded by doing exactly the opposite right. of, yep. of Bohemian Rhapsody, where it showed, you know, it showed Elton John's dive into drug addiction and all this other stuff that um, I think Bohemian Rhapsody was afraid to show. And I think a lot of that is because the band itself, Queen, had a lot of input and they didn't want that to be out there, I think. Yeah. As well as Freddie Mercury's, I imagine, his family or his estate whoever is left on his side um and i think elton john for everything i've ever seen of elton john he's more he's kind of like an open book and he i think he just kind of lets he's not embarrassed by right. his past right um and i thought rocket man was wonderful um i I, 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 I watched it on i watched it on a plane to england and i was pretty hopped up on uh sleep medicine but i remember it being <laughs> quite good so um uh, <laughs> that's a good got a raving raving reviews from me so well look at that that's good yeah um okay so we'll talk more about chicago 7 next week after you have a chance to watch it and yes. you better watch it i am going to i don't know this is biden's america baby i'm gonna do it all right all right yeah this is everything's changing for old higgins yep all right, honorable mention movie that I watched that was also on Netflix that frankly I didn't like at first and then it was one of those movies that sat with me and um, I ended up appreciating it a lot more like after thinking about it for a few days. And it's like, I watch a lot of movies and a lot of TV and honestly, and Jamie can definitely attest to this, <laughs> I'll usually forget about it okay. completely. 
within days. And then like, I'll see a movie pop up on Netflix, like, like two or three months later, I'll be like, Hey, this looks really interesting. Jamie's like, we watched that. Yeah. Like it's pretty rare for a movie to make a lasting impact on me. And when they do, that's when I, that's what I appreciate. Right. And that's when I say, this is a movie that I can really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot tell you that this is a good movie. Okay. I don't, I think it might not be. I don't know. I, okay. I can't really, I can't really tell you one way or another. All I could tell you is I, I spent days thinking about what this movie was trying to say slightly below the surface. Um, okay. And that, and that I, that I can appreciate the movie okay. is called knock knock. It stars Keanu Reeves. Oh my God. I've seen this. And it just hit Netflix. It's been out for a while, but it just recently hit. That's Netflix, where I think. he is. Okay, I, I don't. I need to. I'm not doing. He. This is where he's like. No, at no. Home. Go ahead. He's at home, yeah. and then like two like college yep. girls like yep knock on his door, and then they end up like having sex with him, and then there's something like doesn't they basically like, like hold him, hold him, him right? and his wife for lan- for ransom exactly. Yeah. And I, on the surface, the movie sounds extremely stupid. And watching it, the the primary. Um, emotion that it elicited elicited for me was frustration i hate these two girls so much because of what they're doing to him and i hate him for not only um cheating on his family which he does towards the beginning of the movie um but also all the stupid decisions he makes after that to basically um enable these girls to to upend and ruin his life right and what really stuck with me about this movie is you watch it and the whole time you sympathize with keanu reeves because Mm -hmm. he is being tormented Right. by these by these girls right and towards the end you start to get an idea of what their motivation is and it's basically a game they play and they trust me at the end of the day these girls are fucking terrible they suck and okay. they should never have done this to him but you get the you get kind of a little bit of glimpse into why they do this and it's it's a game that they play with with married men where they come in basically and trap them into into cheating on their wives um by effectively forcing themselves as two beautiful young women on the man who in this scenario is Keanu Reeves. Right. And then they like basically torment him because he deserves it because he cheated on his wife and because he's a man and, and he um, did this terrible thing. But the movie is presented in a way where of course Keanu is the hero and you're supposed to, you you sympathize with him, but, and, and, and I kind of was left unsettled. I was kind of left unsatisfied with that movie. And as I thought about it more, I sympathized with him less and less. Mm -hmm. And I started to come around to now. I would never ever condone the type of thing that these girls do in this movie, but I started to come around to where the motivation to do something like that came from. Basically okay. exposing men for, for, for what they often are, which are someone who when put into a position where they have two beautiful girls who are, who are ready to have sex with them, they will cheat on their wife. They will basically destroy their family for, for one great night of, of, of sex with young women, right? And you forget because of all the shitty things that happened to Keanu, you forget that at the beginning of this movie, he cheats on his wife. And you start, I start to think a little bit, you know, everything that happens to him and all the shit they do to his house and his wife's art and everything, it's not warranted, but like a little guilty piece of me mm-hmm. starts to empathize more with the girls than I do with Keanu because of, because of where the motivation for what they're doing comes from and, and not for what they do, but for why they're doing it. And again, at the end of the day, I would side with Keanu every time here because what he did didn't warrant the, 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 the pain and torture they do to him. But what stuck with me was this kind of little bit of a, of a changing of who I empathized, who I sympathized with and who I thought were the victims in the movie. Okay. The victim in the movie isn't Keanu. The victim is Keanu's family. And, no, and absolutely. Yeah. That's, the, that's the, the, that's in any adultery case. It's, that's the, it's, it's less about the guy who's 
family, it's less about the guy who's committing the adultery and more about there's the circumstances involved. Right. Is, he, and, is he leading someone else on who doesn't know that he has a family? Because if, if so, then that's they're, they're victims too. You know, it's, it's right. It's which just, isn't the case in this movie, but, right. but so, so and they, the, the movie really puts a pretty fine point on that. Once you think about it, because the, the climax is them essentially destroying mm-hmm. the wife's art. Mm-hmm. which is which is like this you kind of look at this and you're like horrified because she's a legitimate artist and she has these pieces she's obviously been working for years on and these girls come in and just fucking destroy it with baseball bats and then the very last scene of the movie is the wife and kids coming home and seeing everything that's happened to the house so you definitely get the feel that like they're trying to present this ultimately As, yeah. through her point of view and the from the family's point of view and you and you and that sits with you and then you eventually stop to you stop sympathizing with Keanu who at the end of the day it took all of 30 minutes for him to decide that he wanted to cheat on his wife. And yes, the girls put him in a scenario where- I was gonna say, I, I remember I've seen the movie. I haven't seen all of it, but I remember the part that, that part- They're basically not, forcing, yeah, they're, he's they're forcing, forcing themselves yeah. on him. But at the end of the day, he makes so many mistakes in, he could have, he, at, at what point does he call the cops and say, there's these girls in my house? At what point does he force them to leave? At what point does he call his wife and tell her what's happening, right? And, and right. he has all these opportunities to do the right thing. And of course, it's impossible to say what one would do in this scenario. But as a viewer, you're like, you're like, man, this guy's stupid. Of course, I would call the cops. Of course, I would right. put, get rid of these girls. Of course, I wouldn't let them get naked in my bathroom. Of course, I wouldn't go in there to see what's going on, right? Like, and it's that movie. I, again, I can't tell you it's a good movie. All I can tell you is how it how it impacted me, and how it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's definitely one that I'm even still thinking about today, even though I watched it like last week. And compared to the average movie where I forget I watched it like the next day, right? That's really saying something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd have to watch it to feel, to even have what you're feeling. You don't need but... to say anything. I don't need you to say anything. Okay. I, I wanted to say kind of what I want to say about it. I'd almost prefer you don't because clearly you don't really remember it. Uh, and that's no, fine. I, uh, it came out like 10, 10 years ago. I yeah, it's, an old, it's older, right? It yeah. is. Um, I think it either just hit Netflix or Netflix is just recently. Um, I think they're going through a Keanu. Actually, I wanted, I wanted to talk to you oh, about this off the air. I bet you're right. One of our episodes in the next couple of weeks be a Keanu Reeves episode because Netflix is showing, not showing, Netflix has like Point Break. It's got all the Matrix movies. It's because got, there's this keanu Sans happening yeah. right now. Like he's his, great. Because he's incredible. He's yeah. awesome. He's he's married to an age-appropriate woman. And <laughs> I don't he, know why that's relevant. It is relevant because you look at the average male celebrity and they, you know, often come off as fucking dirtbags. And t- let's compare what's happening right now between Keanu Reeves being one of the biggest stars in the world for quite some time, starring mm-hmm. in many famous franchises, maintaining consistent quality, maintaining consistent popularity, mm-hmm. and not falling to the pitfalls of being a, a, a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Now, let's compare that to Johnny Depp, whose well, life is appropriately being turned upside down right now because he couldn't fucking contain his most basic uh, urges and instincts. He, but his wife, Keanu Reeves I, deserves we, credit. We, Let me finish. Keanu, he, re- he deserves credit for for not becoming a Johnny Depp. Well, and no, I, I, I don't I, think anyone, that, that's like saying you, you, you don't deserve credit for being a good person. Like, uh, you're, yeah, if, you're, if you're a celebrity and you have all the riches and all the recognition beyond world and you, and you maintain yourself as a good person, yes, I do believe you but deserve But we don't know that. We don't know what he's, if, maybe just outwardly he's- We know what we know. Also, the Johnny Depp thing, and that's, I mean, there's like domestic violence, not on his end, on Amanda on Oh, Hurt. sure, they're both, they're like, both. Yeah, so and you're right, we shouldn't, not, yeah. we shouldn't get into that, but I mean- it's you know we can't. No, I like, think I it's think not wrong to recognize what's happening to Johnny Depp right Keanu, now. Yeah, anything's ever anyone and anything anyone's ever said about Keanu Reeves is that he's like the most humble, um, like the sweetest person in real life. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like there's, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I, it's like, you're right. We don't, I don't know. I don't know him. I'd have never worked with him or met him obviously, yeah. but like it's compared to almost anyone you can, you can point easily to something where someone's been like, this person is a shithead and you can kind of like realistically right. understand that based on what you've seen about them. Keanu hasn't, hasn't followed yeah, that. So yes, I do respect yeah. him more for that. I okay. do, I do respect him more for that. So anyways, we're living in a Keanu sense right now. <laughs> and um, I think a lot of it is about like the new matrix movie that's coming out. And, is but he, you're right. That's is, probably is why Netflix is. That? I think is so. He, yeah. Is he Neo or is it a reboot? I think so. I don't know. I haven't read much about it, uh, but I have to assume that he's starring in that as Neo. Well, I don't know, man. He's got this thing with, John Wick that I don't think he's going to go away from anytime soon. I wouldn't be surprised if a decade from now we're doing a whole episode. John Wick 30. John, yeah, yeah. John Wick 17. I don't think I'm ready for that. I think three John Wick movies was probably fine. I think there's another one coming out. I think there's a fourth. Oh one. my God. Um, but they're great movies though. And they're not just action. Like they're actually good, like well acted action movies, which you're, it's hard to come by. They are um, good for as far as, as far as like, you know, Hollywood action movies go They're They're yeah. good. But um, so anyways, yeah. knock, knock, I check it out. If you, not you, but like as a listener, it's, I'm interested to hear because I don't think you would like it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, got him. Uh, no, I actually do think you would like it. I've uh, seen it. Hence that you've seen it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I liked it so much. I watched it. Um, <laughs> you made your own decision. And I, yeah. I could, you're the sympathetic character between you and me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so good. So that was it, a good, so yeah, as I said, it's been a definitely strong do a week. Reeves episode though. Yeah. Okay. I've been meaning to rewatch the Matrix movies, so I think that's let's do. I've been meaning to rewatch Point Break, so I mean, so. I'm surprised you haven't rewatched Point Break recently. I know. Maybe I'll do it tonight. Yeah, maybe you Biden's should. America, baby. You should watch Chicago Seven, not Point no. Break. No. Uh, well, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, okay. So decent oh, chit chat. Just on time for a great guest. Great. What have you been watching from me? <laughs> um, and decent from you as well. I, I credit where credits due. Thanks. So we are going to bring in Pari uh, in just a minute. We're really excited to have him. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our guest of the week, Mr. Pari Panyan. Hey, it's great to be here. Good to see you both on, on Zoom. And um, yeah, I'm excited. It's, I think we were planning this a while back and then, um, and then we had the baby and that sort of put everything on hold for a little bit. So happy to, happy to be here today. That's right, because when you were on, you were on the dad's podcast, but this was right yeah. before you actually. Um, yeah, you were the you were the the pre dad at that point. Yes, dad to yes. be, but I now you're a dad. Dad. Now yeah. I'm actually yeah. Now I'm a dad. Dad. Now you're post dad. Yeah. Or yeah, very few, good. Yeah. A few months. A few months in. Yeah, and doing and doing good. Mm-hmm. Doing good. Yeah, he's a good sleeper. That helps a lot. Well, so, I've noticed well. you've moved your Zoom calls from his nursery down to your main yes. floor which he has, means he's probably nursery he has claimed now. yes he yeah. has claimed his room um, <sighs> and so i got Kids. Uh, I, I right? got removed from it take 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 <laughs> <laughs> um cool well really glad that you're back on the show um elephant in the room so to speak elephant you see what i did there oh i'm right uh, fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry higgins <laughs> let's lose weight together i, I only had four tacos <laughs> <laughs> um Today is a great day. We, we mentioned it briefly earlier in the episode. Um, Biden's formally been announced as the president-elect, formally um, won. Which was the one, which state fi- finalized that? I thought it was Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah. Love it. Love Pennsylvania. That's where bars hail from. Yeah, never had a problem with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously it's a day of celebrating and we've been celebrating. Um, and it's pretty fucking great, right? I mean, I'm, I'm pumped. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got I got my champagne goblet right here. So beautiful uh, champagne nice, glass, nice. by yeah. the way. We really nice champagne that, glass. Crack that open um, once we kind of got the got the news, and um, yeah, I think it's it's for me. I feel very just mostly relief. Um, mm, yep. You know, mm-hmm. like Her- Biden and Harris are were not my sort of preferred ticket, but I mean anything any literally anything to get this totally. this ass clown out of office and mm-hmm. you know his his minions is um is good so um and I, and I actually think that I don't know I, I felt like the last few days went a lot smoother than I thought they were going to yeah, go yeah, I yeah, thought it was going to be yeah, like a giant a shit show wor- yeah Thought it was going to be a lot worse. Which is funny to say because it kind of was a shit show, but like yes. it was a relatively small <laughs> right. shit show compared well, to what by it any could other have been. by any other year this would have been a shit show. But I think just right. because this year was how bad it was, I think it was smooth. That was like yeah. that crystallized for me. I think it was yesterday or the day before when all the when Trump was giving one of his his ill fated um, updates. His weird ass fucking updates. And and the all the major news outlets cut away from him. And yeah. they were like, I forget, I think it was MSNBC. And the guy was like, this is, this is like, you know, we've never had to do this before, but we are cutting away from an active president. Um, and, and we're going to tell you that what he's saying isn't true. Like that in a bubble is fucking crazy. That within yeah. the context of 2020 is just like kind of another day, but um, it is, we, it is a historic kind of thing. Yeah. And it's stuff that like, you know, they probably could have done that any, literally any day over the last four years. So, you know, they kind of, they kind of waited when they waited to like almost yeah, the no last kidding. day possible. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I remember after that happened, like reading some of the headlines that were, that were like, yeah, Trump gives speech filled with complete nonsense and nothing <laughs> true on like the New York times and yeah, like these yeah. other major like, publications. I think like 14 minutes before he, before Biden was declared the winner, Trump tweeted that he had won and he had won by a lot of votes. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, right on, dude. Like, dude, like, no, but like, who is, someone has to be monitoring you. You are like, living in the real world. I, God, it's, damn. It is, it's really crazy. And by the way, on the news outlets too, I mean, you can only give them so much, I think you mentioned this party, you can only give them so much credit for finally nutting right. up yeah. and, and doing the right thing where they've been, you know, not in, in the case of like CNN, New York Times, not necessarily complacent, but definitely. The news outlets are the guy from Saving Private Ryan who lets every, the, 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 the coward that won't kill anybody throughout the entire war and, let, and he watches some of his, his uh, some of the other guys get m- murdered and he doesn't do anything. And then the very end of the movie, he shoots an unarmed uh, soldier yeah. that's, that's praying, that's begging for his life. That's, that's that? the news. Wow. That's the news. That is extremely smart. I yeah. like that. Thank you. That's very good. It's true. It's true. So yeah, no, we're feeling we're feeling good over here, and um, yeah, we'll see how this this Georgia runoff goes because I do think like if, and I, I don't, I think it's unlikely that the the Democrats win both of those races to get control of the Senate. Um, but you know, we can hold out hope, and uh, ultimately, it just feels good that uh, we we don't have this like complete jackass in office anymore it's nice to feel yeah it's good to feel good about politics again for the first time in over four years and like Uh, even if you're not confident about what biden's going to do personally which i'm not i'm confident that he will put the right people in charge well it's a way it's just either no matter what he does and hopefully we're not looking back at this and you know um uh you know really regretting saying this but like there's no way he could be as bad as no i mean like his mental like his his uh, like his 
like I don't think he's going to be all there for that long because I mean he's already he's like 74, 75. I just think he's going to be he's going to be he's going to do what Trump didn't do and he's going to put the right people in charge to lead what he you know lead what he can't do you know yeah. and I, think I hope that's, so yeah I think the way I was look, I've looked at it is like I'm like less people will die like literally that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of it like yeah, yeah. less people will die things won't get much better but less people will die which is yeah. a good thing yeah and and hopefully we can get out of this like pandemic hellscape a little bit sooner because we yeah. don't have a moron in charge and so. we're just back to your garden variety reasons of things being shitty like systematic yes. racism and climate change <laughs> exactly. right this is what exactly. we're used to and it feels it's sad how comforting it is to get back to the basics i know after I four know. years of having someone who just didn't who just was not well spoken who didn't 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 have compassion like it's just gonna be nice to see that kind of stuff back too. like this is a president who even if they're if they're bullshit like at least they they talk to the people like you know someone who cares and gives a shit and trump didn't do that trump was like fuck you if you don't like it fuck you <laughs> biden yeah. will at least sugarcoat things a little bit yeah. and make it seem like things like i know it's something so small and stupid but like it's something that we definitely lacked the last four years that i'm that i'm excited about having back again it's just a president who is you're not embarrassed to call your president you know yeah. Yeah, and I think just sort of even just the messages that we've I've had in like my group chat with my family that's sort of across all across the world, and it's like everyone's just like, okay, you guys don't have a lunatic in charge anymore. This is right. a, this is a real good thing. So yeah, it's uh, like the the bar is so fucking low you could trip over it. I know, I know. But so. uh, no, it is. It's nice. It's it's a good day. It's a good day. It, it feels good. good. Um, and there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of bullshit still to come, and and. Like we, we talked about this earlier in the episode when you were in here, Pari, Pari there's going to be um, people are never going to, there's going to be people who never live this down, who will always cite the election, yeah, quote unquote, yeah. election fraud, you know, and it's just something that it's just a new one of the things that, you know, you're going to have to deal with with some people, but, uh, you know, hopefully we can get this all behind us and Higgins, you said yeah. compassion, which is what I like, you know, you can say what you will about Biden, at least the way he's been portrayed and what I've seen of him. There definitely is compassion there. And that's something that, that Trump completely hundred percent lacked. And I think that's a right. good of putting it. And there's like, I, I know it's something so stupid and so small, but like when my, when, you know, my friend, Sean Collier was killed during the, the Boston uh, bombing marathon, the Boston marathon. Bombing. Oh, that's right. It was Biden who went to the Biden spoke at the that's funeral right. at the, at the oh, ceremony. Wow. Okay. And it was like the least political, the least politically motivated speech I've ever heard. A, a, an elected official give elected official give and it it, it was he didn't i don't know if he he didn't have to be there he didn't have any ties to the collier family but just seeing him there and seeing him give a speech that you know where he just was so apologetic to the family and so remorseful for the family but also gave hope to everybody there that you know that that things are going to be okay and this is the dark the you know the, the darkness before the dawn situation it just it was it was so refreshing to see that and then that always stuck with me and whether it whether it was all bullshit or not like it was something that i'll never forget and i feel like that was hugely motivated into my decision to wanting to vote for him just because i the compassion he showed then he's still showing it now with with everything you see in every you know all the all the the um clips they show online or on mm-hmm. on, on cnn or yeah. whatever he's just a compassionate guy and people gravitate towards that and i feel like that's something that we were lacking and now that it's back um i think that's I'm, I'm super happy about that grateful i think for that too yeah so 
Um, yeah, that's uh, that's incredible. I didn't know that he he spoke at um, yeah. Sean's service. Um, yeah. That's that um, was the the big one downtown, right? That was where, yeah, yeah. At yeah. MIT, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, more to come on that. More celebrating tonight for us. I'd say it's going to be a. I am going to be drunk tonight. <laughs> it is going to be a, a messy Zoom night. Yeah, we're almost done with the the bottle of champagne, and Katie had like <laughs> one glass of it. And go get go get some the more, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna want to get that champagne hose flowing, so to before, speak. Before nine thirty, obviously, before it closes. Oh yeah, um, cool. Okay, good, good chat. Very very nice chat. I don't know if it just if everything just feels great right now, or if we're just really good at talking politics. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't it's think one, it's that part. Just getting ourselves ready two. for the spin, the spinoff. That's, the spinoff yeah. spin is Ben and Apari talking politics and Higgins is just busy that night. If you, yeah, you guys could literally have the same tech. You could have that text conversation through our group chat and I would never see it anyway. So. You would never see it, yeah, because your phone doesn't work. And yeah. I, don't, don't get me started on this again. Yeah, Pari, we, we went over this earlier in the show. My phone does not get has not gotten text messages for the last like three days it's gotten like sporadic text text the last like three days he gets the group chat like out of order and like some messages come in and some don't and it's like i have random days where like some it'll be like once every couple of months um where i'll have an issue with um within the group chat within the group chat but not like multiple you're talking about that's higgins is every day yeah my every day is (laughs) my text messages come in like memento where it starts at the end I have to work my way back to the beginning. Memento style. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that is, uh, you are no Edward Norton. I'll just no. say that. <laughs> no, sir, I am not. Um, yeah, I actually got a FedEx delivery today with a new phone for myself. Oh, there you go. See, I'm Higgins, I'm trying to convince Higgins to get a phone, and he won't do it. I, I'm going to do it. I'm just not going to go to the – you want me to go to the mall? You said before tonight you want me to have a new phone. Like, I'm not going to go to the First mall. First of all, you don't need to go to a mall. You can go to a strip mall where you go into just the store itself. That is okay. Wear a mask. No, no, no. You have, to go, you have to go to the Hanover Mall. <laughs> you have to go to the Hanover Mall. Hey, RIP Hanover Mall. That's yeah, too that's soon. True. You're gonna go, you go up to Kingston. Go up to the uh, Kingston Side Gallery or whatever. Is that still called. around? The yeah, no, it's called something else. It's called like, um, oh, if we had PJ on, he would know. It's got one of those like new age Derby Street style. Like uh, Market mm. Square or something Yeah, like it's like something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, go to a mall, take deep breaths just to prepare yourself and then buy a new phone before the end of the day, please. I actually have to pay my bill. So I, before I get a new phone, I have to pay my bill first. So mm, that'll happen. It's tough. Yeah, you know, it's, a t- it's hard, you know, when you're preparing for all these children, you know. You gotta, um, so. Good. Okay. So we've gathered here today to talk about um, sports stuff, sports stuff, right? And what I want to say is we've talked about the concept of sports a lot. Actually, originally, we, when we conceptualized this, this podcast, it was going to be, we were going to want to talk about sports. And we realized you are the only person qualified between the two of us <laughs> to talk about sports in any way. That's and not true. I cannot possibly exist in a podcast where I can't dominate the conversation. So we <laughs> I mean, immediately, that's, that part's true. <laughs> <laughs> we immediately put the kibosh on that. But um, we even had a theme song made that, <laughs> that we're, at some that, point we should play, we should play that theme song. Is that my we're kid singing, or your kid, Pori? Yeah, which kid That's is mine? Okay. Yeah, kid, kid sound. I'll, I'll accept kid sound. That's okay. SpongeBob in the background, Higgins. <laughs> I will not accept. That is so that is before not. Before we get it, before we get into the topic, do you think my soon-to-be newborn will know that their older sister was a Trump baby? Like, do you think that like the generation is going to know which kids were born during the Trump? No, that unless 
unless your second kid becomes like super political and and like like goes to college and has like this political like kind of opening mm-hmm. they won't think about things like trump babies or, <laughs> or like that's like not a concept that they'll think about so the answer to your question is a resounding no, no? Okay. yeah it's a no. <laughs> I, have, uh, I, yeah, I might I think, just uh, edit this part out. I have a fear <laughs> that my children will hate each other because Riley was born during the Trump era. So I think that your children will only hate each other if Riley ends up being a Trump fan. So I think you're probably <laughs> I mean, I okay. She's got the flowing locks. So I don't your know. Your two kids will always be able to connect on a very rudimentary level of hate never me. being able to go into the bathroom after daddy was in there. And that's the, that's the one thing that they're all going to have in common. I wish Riley was doing that now because now she just walks into the bathroom while I'm in there. So you have a lock on that door. Yeah. But you try to lock a four-year-old out and see what happens. It's my, yeah. it's world war three. So <laughs> saying that you're, you're not good at taking a shit when someone's banging on your door. over and over. Yeah. That's my- what I thrive. That's what I do my best work. <laughs> Speaking of the Hanover ball, that's what it sounds. That's what it was like taking a shit there. So, no, or, or O'Brien's, right? I mean, you've taken a shit in some very epic places. Yeah. Or the side would, of 95. We could have a whole podcast. Yeah, we could. Let's, let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it. Yeah. That's the spin off. That's the spin off. Was it the silhouette that just didn't have a door? Or was it yes. the model that didn't uh, have a door? On it was, the it was, um, it was the it was o'brien's that doesn't have a, that didn't have a door oh okay they o'brien's was like completely open they only put a door on the men's room an outside door like a couple <laughs> years ago i mean that's <laughs> they had a lot going on and higgins took multiple shits in that bathroom look i don't see how that's a bad people need to get over the stigma of shitting in public like they give you bathrooms <laughs> these places for it's a not a stigma but it is still funny no, yeah, I it don't. also literally didn't have a door. So okay, that's well that, actually the stigma. Listen, sir, okay. I don't know how your <laughs> bowels are, but mine, they just don't they just don't close up but they don't see a door, okay? They they are fully ready to go at all times. So I have to just I mean, at all I, times? Literally at all times. <laughs> I gotta go I gotta go right now. Well, you did just eat four tacos. I uh, yeah, it was three tacos in a in a in a it was three tacos in a chalupa. So. Okay, well, semantics. Yes. To be like fair, I will say that because I'm vegan, um, I go to the bathroom quite often. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. during quarantine, we aren't using, we haven't been using public restrooms. And so totally our excursions yeah. out of the house have been very, uh, have been very short. They, we yeah. have not Mar- traveled Mar- far. Might I recommend the side of the road on the side of the highway? <laughs> That's very nice. You can recommend it all you want. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get into the sports. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so Higgins, do you want to cue us up for this this conversation here? Well, sure, Ben. Thank you. Um, No problem. (laughs) uh, We have we have we we thought there was nobody better to have this conversation with than Pari because, as most of our friends know, but those who don't, he is a a NCAA coach, a a former NCAA player, Uh, and and we I grew up playing tennis with you. It's one of the ways that we like kind of formed our friendship so sports has always been an aspect of our relationship and yeah i mean have that I mean, with what? <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs> sorry i, I just had to interject i just had to interject okay, go ahead Higgins, sure. please, please take um i don't even know where we go from here I just- <laughs> <laughs> actually you probably did first play basketball with par yeah i was gonna yeah, say we were YMCA. all ymca yeah. warriors uh, yeah. uh playing shooting hoops together playing with dorney with his with his <laughs> no shirt underneath his vest <laughs> I'll always remember that. <laughs> hanging out with the Cross um, and Sills. <laughs> the Cross and Sills. <laughs> oh man, they played baseball in our, with us until they were like their parents kept them uh, purposely kept them in like little league when they were like fifteen because they just didn't want them going 
to the higher whatever Babe Ruth or whatever the hell the next step up was. I don't want to 12 years old being with and having these kids play on the same team as me because they're, they're they're nice dudes, but they are nice dudes. Yeah, They're nice dudes. You know, you know what? No, but they're nice dudes. Let's move on. Um, so we thought that you'd be, sorry, Higgins, I'll take it from here. We thought that you, (laughs) it's only a matter of time. I I was probably muted that whole time. Sorry. I, I, I definitely recognize how unlikable I'm sounding right now. So no, um, it's fine. Um, no, we thought you'd be an interesting person to talk to about this. Plus we were like, we were just thinking you're one of the people who we wanted to have on the show more. So, um, Mm -hmm. so you're here now to talk about sports and stuff and, and Higgins, what were you, what exactly did you have in mind for this one? So, we had a, we threw a couple things around. I thought, you know, keep it simple. We'll, we'll talk about our favorite sports movies, um, why we like them, what what we found good about them, um, et cetera, et cetera. Ben, I really liked your idea, where we kind of talk about how viewing sports as a nation has a, has evolved and adapted in the last like what twenty years, um, and like the cross impact of of sports on TV and TV on sports too, right. because it's really interesting. And, we, and we'll, we can get into this a little bit, but it's just interesting how if you think about it. I mean, we talk about TV all the time. The mm. biggest things on TV are sports and right? wrestling and wrestling, which is more <laughs> sports entertainment. entertainment. Right. Um, so yeah, I think we should start there. Why don't we talk about a little bit of what, what us as a, as a society, how we view sports either through TV or streaming or, or whatever. Where, where did you see this going, Ben? When you oh, let me, the, first, the first point I want to make that kind of puts it in perspective is think about before COVID, think about what we would do when we were all like hanging out together or mm-hmm. if you were just mm-hmm. trying to have something on in the background or, you know, when you're listening to radio, you know, I know, I don't know about you, Pari, but Higgins and I were big sports hub listeners, right? So... Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to think about the the influence that sports have had, and and all that's almost completely gone right now. I mean, there is the NFL yeah. right now, and there was bubble games for NBA, but like, there's not a lot of sports happening right now. And and it was something that we could all connect on, right? And people Absolutely. people could connect on generally. Right? I mean, I was yeah, sitting so. last night, like I was sitting, you know, I was uh, ended up playing poker. Uh, on the uh, the old virtual poker with Dorney laughing and the, and Brett, and we were the big talking four. about how yeah we were talking about how weird it was being a November weekend like Friday Saturday mm-hmm. weekend and not having the Bruins or mm-hmm. the Celtics or whatever else on to watch because that's usually what you watch you know you you do your footballs on Sunday and then throughout the fall it's always hockey and, and basketball so how weird it was and and I know basketball's coming back soon and I don't know when hockey's going to restart but it's just weird to that it's, that it's changed like that already, you know? So I guess I want to ask Pari, what is it about sports and broadcast sports, like big sporting events and sporting teams specifically that, that you think is so um, captivating and brings, and brings people together so much and gives people a common thing to rally around and, and do right. I'm interested to hear what your perspective is as someone who, whose career is sports. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think for all of us being growing up in the Boston area, it's like so tied into our region. And so I think that, you know, some of my earliest memories kind of in life are watching Celtics games with with my dad and like going to Red Sox games. And um, I didn't really become a Patriots fan until a little later in life, just because 
my um, we just didn't watch as much football growing up. It was mostly baseball and, and basketball. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's just like such a cultural tie to our to our region, and I think it's sort of they transcend other aspects of life. So they transcend in, in a lot of ways. They transcend. They transcend politics. They transcend, mm-hmm. you know, work, all of this stuff. So it's something that I think most in, you know, certainly in this area that doesn't really matter what your, your persuasions are. Like if you're a, you're a Celtics fan, you got that common thread. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. And, and yeah, I think it's just, there's, I think, and we've been sort of fortunate that in our lives, our teams have been pretty good um, yeah. outside of some, like outside of perhaps like the, the early part of our life, but like mm. certainly by the time we were teenagers and then, you know, really for the last 20 plus years, we've always had some team that's always been, been good. And so um, I think it's sort of something that just becomes a part of our day-to-day life um, in a way that isn't necessarily the case in other parts of the country, I think. Um, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things that's sort of like just ingrained within this area. And so it mm. just sort of becomes a part of what we're, what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. So like, I feel like when we were all hanging out together in, in high school, it, there was always a game on in the Something background. significant. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You, you said something that I think really hit the nail on the head and it's like a common, it's a common thread, right? And you can look at that in a couple of ways. It's like one, like, like what you just said, it was a common thing that all of us as a friend group and all of, even as a, when you're together with your family or mm-hmm. any sort of group, it's a common thing that you can all bond over and something that is, you know, you can all kind of like do together that everyone is interested in, which is pretty yeah. rare. Mm-hmm. And for strangers, it's a common, it's a common thread too. Like I like to think that I have nothing in common with the chuds that call into the sports hub and complain about, you know, fucking, don't look at me like that, Higgins. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> but, you know, I'm talking about like the 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 like the the, the next level like sports hub guy. And I, like I like to think I don't have a lot of common to them. But we were doing, we were watching literally the same exact thing the night before, and we were listening to literally right. the same thing at the time. And that's something where if I ran to that person in a bar or you know at this point in the COVID era at the hospital, um, <laughs> <laughs> we'd immediately have something to talk about. And that is a, that's a thing too. Like. It, it's such common, like small talk, like, Oh, uh, yeah, Sox, sure. Sox game last night. Right. There's something super magical about that. And it starts with those sports being broadcast on TV. And there's something sure. really special about that. And that, ele- that to me takes something that, that it just elevates, it just elevates the medium. So that's why I think it's important to, to think about and talk about. And that's why yeah. like, th- that's what it's unfortunate about the pandemic is that that was taken away from so many Totally. Yeah. And I'm not su- suggesting that we, that bars should have been able to open and throw out all this. Obviously I think they did the right thing, but definitely lacking that, like not being able to go out to a bar and watch the Celtics playoff run or not being able to go out to the bar and watch the Bruins playoff run. It's, it, there was something lacking from that, that I didn't realize I missed until we had the one year where we couldn't do it. And now it's something that I hope comes back. Cause <laughs> like it, I really, enjoy doing that with my friends or even like i can i can think of times being in like other cities and other and other states and not having any rooted interest in the teams that are playing but bonding with the people at the bar because their team's playing and you're just trying to you just want to like mm-hmm. be part of that crowd because it's like you you don't have a dog in the fight so you don't mind rooting for the team that's that the, the, that the bar is rooting for yeah so. it's just, it's a, i feel like it's an interesting dynamic where you know as fans we you know even in going to new york or first you know i think we like 
really had more intense feelings about New York fans and New York sports when we were a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. But um, there was also like we, it was a vibe we wanted to be a part of. It was like a fun thing to sort of mm-hmm. be in the same space as like a Yankee fan in the, or when we were in high school and, you know, everyone just like, God, it's like kind of pissed at each other, but we're also all just enjoying watching this, watching the same game. Um, that's so that's so interesting. And I think we, as, as people who went to school in Connecticut, um, the, the, I, I don't know about you at Wesleyan, but I experienced that a ton at Hartford because it was, you know, that Connecticut is kind of like in between New York yeah, and Boston, yeah, yeah. So exposed to both. And I remember that first, I think it was, it was our first year. So it was the Oh four. Yeah. What was it? It was the ALCS and then the world series, I think. And it was just like, or the LCS. Uh, and um, I remember the place blew up and it was a, it was a fucking event. And there was like, it never got to a, a violent point where I know it did probably like in the UMass of the world, but like, it was a it was a tense and exciting thing to share with with other people. So right. Yeah. I mean, I think like where I went to college was, you know, kind of like a little hippie RT school. So like sports weren't. You didn't get as much of that, big, yeah. Well, uh, what I was gonna say is we didn't normally get um as much of that, but I remember during that series and like specifically when the Red Sox won the ALCS and then when they won the World Series, like the campus like just eru- like it erupted or like it was like the most engaged athlete, like sporting thing that had, I had experienced while I was there. Yeah. Um, which was cool. I actually remember um, finding, uh, finding Max Schenkine, your old, oh, uh, shout your out Max. old um, Max. fellow uh, Norwellian and uh, smoking a cigar together with him after yeah. the, uh, after the Red Sox won in 04. So, and that's a uh, nice, it's a nice memory, a nice way for you to bond with someone who yeah. became one of your close, closer friends, right? And, and um, you know, I think it's, it's, there's something really, really special and really magical about that to me. And it couldn't happen without, without something like TV, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. Look, at, look at, even the, just look at how far TV's come now. I mean, I remember, I don't remember this, but like in the 80s, in mid-80s and, you know, all the way up almost I think to like 1989 like these games were on tape delays like people right. couldn't people weren't watching these things live remember like the Celtics playing in 80 I think it was 86 or 84 when they won that was on a tape delay so you didn't know about it until they they, they won it three o'clock in the afternoon but you didn't know about it till eight o'clock at right. night so right. and then because the, obviously the world was completely different then but they didn't even at that time. They didn't realize how important sports were because they're delaying their 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 recording stuff instead of playing it live because they didn't they didn't know what they had at in their in the, at their at their feet. They could they could make so much money off of that. And now you look twenty years later and it's or thirty five years later and sports is the number one yeah, money yeah, maker yeah. in the fucking in the in the country yeah. and the biggest thing on TV. I mean, it's right. all it's always like and no matter how big a show is, and this is. You know, at this point, again, and with a lot of this, we're talking about broadcast TV, which is definitely going the way of the dinosaur. But um, I think it's it still applies. The big sporting events, the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. NBA Finals, and like even things like the Kentucky Derby, right? They're always the biggest things. Super Bowl is always the most watched thing of the year. It, no, no matter what, the, you have the best. You have TV at the best it's ever been, like like mm-hmm. scripted television, comedy, drama. And regardless, the Super Bowl is still the number one thing on TV. No matter who's playing, too. Day in, so. day. Yeah, exactly. Year in, year out. And it's... it's yeah. And I also think that it's... I think it's one of the... It's, I mean, I think it's keeping 
cable TV alive in certain oh, definitely, ways, right? Definitely. Like I, you know, I don't, I haven't had cable in a number of, number of years, but um, kind of into our mid twenties when I did have cable, it was really just to be able to watch Celtics games. Yep. I was like, I want to yep, be able to watch the Celtics. I want to be able to watch the Red Sox, like the Patriots obviously on, on, um, you know, CBS. And so that wasn't an, an issue, but I was like, I need to be able to watch these other things. And so that's why we had cable. And yeah, that was a great literally point. the only reason. Um, but um, one other thing I wanted to, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about like the, the Red Sox Yankee rivalry. And when we were sort of talking about this episode um, leading into it um, was just the role that the commentators play, like they're functioning almost like actors. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, in a TV show and like creating this narrative. And I'm thinking, I was thinking back about how, like how much, probably both Red Sox fans and Yankee fans just despised Joe Buck and Tim McCarver because <laughs> they just thought they were just so biased for the other person. I don't but... think anybody on the, you know, on the Yankee side <laughs> hated McCarver. McCarver was the most pro Yankee announced uh, for, for an, a national syndicated announcer. He was the most pro Yankee guy. Uh, I've never, I've never, I'll never forget it. How, how insufferable he was as a Red Sox fan, because all he did was just blow smoke up the Yankees ass. And I mean, deservedly so they had won five world series in the last like 15 years at that point. So like they were the best team going, but I mean, Oh, I hated Tim McCarver with the to, your, to, to your point party. Exactly what Higgins said. Like you remembering him, remembering that feeling. Yeah. That's memorable. Like a truly memorable character on a TV show. Right. For sure. There's not so much difference between between that and your your point of it being a narrative, them telling making it into a narrative, um, is is a great one. I mean, it is. It's like watching a a drama, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. why, you know, that's why it's so it's so universally popular. What's interesting to me about in about that as well is sort of I don't know if this is a function of just age or or what it is or or what it might be, but I think what now I gravitate so much more towards someone like a Tony Romo, who's going to just tell me things about what's going on and right. be able to yeah, you, give yeah. like accurate information. So I don't know if that's just because we're, we're getting a little older or just um, because there's less people who are sort of good at creating that, that sort of drama and narrative. In, in I think it's a little bit of both. But, there's yeah. so much, there's so much substance everywhere. You, we can all, we could, the three of us could subscribe to the alt 22, which is like the, which is the NFL, breakdown of all the films like we can get mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a subscription package where we could the three of us could watch it and break down film like they yeah. would break down film norm- like normally yeah so like this the the we can there's so much that we can see and do that you have to be original to to, to yeah. even be to even stand out now because you you can get it so many places you can watch it on on youtube you can watch it you know mm-hmm. on twitter you can watch it everywhere you go there's somebody that has access to some port part of the game that wasn't available 20 years ago so for romo to, to stay relevant he has to be like okay well i was a quarterback so this is what the this is what right, this guy's right, talking right. about well know? that's why romo's that's why he's great is because you're it's pulling back the curtain a little bit and you're getting and you're getting insight into how a recent popular like good to great quarterback thought about these scenarios while the quarterback on the field is thinking about those same scenarios and that's what's really right. interesting about Right. Watching Romo, he's the best. I mean, I love, love watching Romo. And my dad loves watching Romo. He's he's mm-hmm. so good, he transcends like that like generational divide mm-hmm. of wanting that old school narrative feel. Um, 
but getting a kind of younger guy coming in and giving you more mechanical information about what's going on. It's, it's a breath of fresh air for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Really interesting. Good, good chat on that. I don't, I, I would be remiss if we did not get to the movie piece of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we start with Higgins? Give us your couple of favorites or the, the ones mm-hmm. that you gave, you gave me earlier and then I'll go and then we'll end with Pari and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, cool. cool. Uh, so I kind of picked three movies that I separated into three separate categories, categories. right? Yeah. I, like I that. had my, my, what I think is the best sports movie of all time. I had what I think is the funniest sports movie of all time. And then I had the sports movie that I watched as a kid. So like my favorite, like kids sports movie. Can I guess uh, what they are? Sure. Go. Okay. Best um, movie. Best sports movie of all time is uh, league of their own. Um, Funniest sports movie is Happy Gilmore and kids sports movie is Sandlot. Wow. You could have over oh three. Um, Damn it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, over oh three. Over oh three. All of, them, all of them are good, but not what I picked. So my, my, I'll start from kid movie to greatest movie, I guess. Um, the kid movie that I watched a ton. That was my favorite kids movie growing up was Mighty Ducks 2. Oh, Jesus. Uh, T2. I think we all, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with that? Mighty Ducks 2 was like, was a, was a classic kids movie you know came out when we were nine years old um i watched it it was my the movie i watched the most when i was scared was the mighty ducks 2 so like if i just watched a scary movie as a kid and i couldn't sleep i would put in the tape of my i still have i still remember what it looks like the box looked like the vhs it was one of the ones you opened like this not the ones that you pulled out um oh the padded ones yeah so the padded one yeah. your little brother wouldn't put his, yeah. put his eye out yeah and I remember it, the, that the guy the two kids on the front were, were were facing off against each other and Gordon Bombay was in the middle of them and the two kids were blowing bubblegum uh, bubbles. Um, and it was the movie I watched. I remember I watched Pet Cemetery, the original Pet Cemetery, <laughs> And I stayed up all night because I was terrified. And I watched The Mighty Ducks 2 like four straight times in a row. Because <laughs> it was the only thing that, could, that, I could, that would calm my nerves. Yeah, I'm um, surprised like that the, the team from Iceland didn't scare you more. Oh, come on. <laughs> Gunner Stahl. Nothing, nothing compared right. to that. So that's a that's a good one. You love so better than the first Mighty Ducks. I think so. I mean the first Mighty Ducks is great. Don't get me wrong. The trilogy it's great, uh, but the, my favorite was D two. So like okay. the Godfather two, it's it, it's just better than the original. Um, my the funniest sports movie is Major League. Mm, that's Anybody a good ever watch Major League? Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you have one. no idea what I'm talking about. No, I do. It's it had. Um, the dude who wore the thick goggles and it had the guy with the chicken in his locker. And yeah. I remember that movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was, don't fucking tell me. I know what you're talking you were about. Like, you, were like, you were like, yeah, yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Well, I was would the tell chicken you in the locker in the first one or the second one? That's or was the first one. That's the first okay. one. It had uh, B- Billy Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes. He runs like, he runs like Mays and he hits like Hayes or whatever it was. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just see. I've seen it. Okay, that's my. That's the funniest. There's some scenes in that as a kid. So I watched it a ton when I was a kid, and I was like, "This is this is." It's a great sports movie too. Like it's very like, it's the most like accurately depicted baseball movie I think I've ever seen. Like the they didn't they just everything looked authentic compared to like most baseball movies where like it just was it just doesn't seem real. Um, but then I grew up and watched it again as an adult, and I'm like, "Oh, this movie's like really funny and really dirty." And it's 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 you know got classic. Young Charlie Sheen, young Wesley Snipes, Tom Berenger, um, Corbin Burnson. Like, it's an all-star cast, and it's yeah. really, really funny. Uh, the two sequels, not so much. Um, but Major League was, is my, my funniest sports movie. And then the best movie, in my opinion, best sports movie of all time is Miracle. 
Oh, so I feel like inspirational sports movie has is like is its own category. I think the sport, but I again go back to what I was saying about Major League being like the most accurately depicted sports movie when it came to baseball. I think there's no better movie about sports that like the way that the, the sports scenes are 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 played out better than Miracle. Well, wait, like they, so sorry, so so hold on, Pari, to touch on that for a second. Uh, isn't every, I, there, to me, those are synonymous sports movie and motivational sports movie. There, uh, is there a type of sports movie that isn't like a quote unquote, like they all, they all get to the big. Yeah, I guess you're, yeah, no, I guess, I guess you're right. I was also thinking about, I sort of like think of um, like miracle or remember the Titans or like films like that. It's sort of um, sort of the more traditional like, hammier, like yeah. uh, inspirational sports movie. Um versus like a, like a Moneyball or something like that, which is yeah, that's fair. Know, technically a sports movie. Per, perhaps it's more movie about just like economics. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's yeah, uh, it's a good point. But um, but three good choices though. What I liked about yeah. Miracle though is they went with the route that I feel like a lot of plays, movies have gone since then is they didn't get actors who could quote unquote skate or play hockey. They got hockey players mm-hmm. and they taught them how to act. And so, like, it's the, the the scenes are so authentic. And what's cool about the miracle is, uh, you know, yeah, I think you guys, I don't know about you, Poi, but I know Ben knows my old roommate, uh, Matt Driscoll. Mm-hmm. So he, he was in high school when they were shooting Miracle, and the hockey team, his hockey team, like the the, the cast of the of Miracle played with his hockey team and like skated with them, and that's how they like warmed up and like got into. Huh training shape because one of the cat one of the characters in the movie mike ruzioni who was the captain of team usa lived in winthrop where oh, matt went to high school oh, so cool. um yeah that's cool yeah so he matt was you know matt got to skate with all the guys who starred in miracle um but yeah it's just it's it, it's so authentic it's a great story i mean i don't think i have to tell what the story's about i think we all know about the 1980 u.s hockey team um it's a great story it's it's very well it's just a well acted well produced like it doesn't feel hammy it doesn't feel like they don't cut the clips of like the real thing they just recreated the clips right. so it looks cool like you can feel like you're watching it in person rather than like watching like you know the a replay of a, of a of an old game um and kurt russell as her brooks is just phenomenal it's, it's probably yeah. my favorite role kurt russell's ever been in um yeah so that's it, it's it's hard to, it's hard to argue that that's not like one of the best of all time in my opinion yeah, I appreciate what you say about sort of like recreating the sequences. I mean, I think there can be value in certain ways in films um, and shows in terms of like using old old original footage. But yeah. um, I think um, The Fighter, if I remember correctly, Ooh, yes. was similar, right? Where they yes. like yeah. recreated all of the fight sequences. Right. Um, but did it like with the, with obviously with the actors. Um, as Fun fact, The Fighter both. was Emily and my first date. Oh wow! Uh, saw the, the sexiest movie. <laughs> she could not keep her hands off me afterwards. Oh, no big deal. Oh, coach me. Mostly because I was choking, and she had to. She had to. Shoo, <laughs> um, <Jew>, Corey. <laughs> I don't think this choking? is going to work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Ben, you go. Good. I I gotta say, you didn't pick the ones I thought you were gonna pick. I'm always, I'm a wild card baby, so. But I respect your choices. I respect all three of your choices. All right, cool. Appreciate I respect it. your choices three. <laughs> oh. Rice. Rice. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So I, sports movies are, it's not my favorite genre. 
Um, I've seen a bunch of them. I can respect the ones that you talked about. The ones that I mentioned too are ones that I consider to be like respectable and, and classic sports movies. Um, I really like, so when I, when I was looking through sports movies and trying to pick the ones that, that really stood out to me, they all ended up being comedies. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, um, I gravitated towards like the dodgeballs, right? So dodgeball oh, yeah. is a sports movie at the end of the day. It's not a dramatic one. I mean, but it's, it's got all of yeah. the same, right? It's got all the same, but it's, it is like a, it's a parody of sports movies almost, right? And but, it's like a, um, it's like a frat pack era comedy which we all you know appeals to us based mm-hmm. on our yeah history. yeah okay okay but it, you know i i know it's not like it's not a sports movie like i would Miracle i would call a i would movie. call dodgeball a sports movie the same way i would call like rounders a sports movie because yeah, like i think that's fair and round, dodgeball and, then, and poker they're like they're like sports adjacent because they they air on like espn three or four but i wouldn't call them necessarily sports movies but the, so i would ask you what is the difference between the sports aspect on dodgeball and the sports aspect of, uh, let's say, let's say major league. I think that's a great comparison actually. Well, do you, I guess the difference being like, and I'm completely ignorant on this. Is there a professional dodgeball league? Not, not in the same way that there's a major league baseball. No, definitely not. Okay. Cause like I would consider, and I know baseball's a game too, but I would separate it as dodgeball's a game and baseball's a sport. Whereas ironically, dodgeball probably would, a professional level dodgeball would probably require um, better athletes than baseball does. But Especially um, if you have to dodge wrenches and whatnot. <laughs> well, yeah, let's not get carried away here, Pari. We're not no, throwing wrenches at each movie. other. Um, uh, okay, so, okay, fair enough. I see, I see the distinction you're making. I think that's fair. Um, the other one then I think will probably is, is a mind. little similar, but it's, it's um, definitely a comedy first and a sports movie second. But I love goon okay see that movie yeah i would yeah i I have not seen that what is that goon is a movie uh, it's a canadian movie about hockey it stars um sean william scott stifler uh it has um, leave schraber live schraber yep and uh jay barishow who i love as well allison pill is the is the female lead um it's a movie where and what i really like about it is is i i think you know, maybe again, this is a product of my age and and what movies I grew up watching. But I think Sean William Scott is funny, and he plays a very a very non Stifler esque character in this. It's like he is he's socially awkward, understated. Mm. Um, he mumbles, and it's just a really interesting character. And it's essentially about this guy who's like a bouncer, and he gets discovered as like an, an enforcer for a for a semi pro hockey team. He's essentially like a guy who goes on the ice and just fucking roughs everyone up, right? And it's, it's super violent and there's lots of graphic violence in it. And, and it's just funny because he's, he's a comedic actor. It's a comedy. It's a funny movie, but it also has all of those same, tra- same trappings of a sports movie where he, you know, there's the getting better at, at hockey montage and there's elements mm-hmm. of the game that he struggles with that he ends up mastering and they go and win. And there's a, there's a bad guy that they, that he, that he, he you know, the, the, the finale of the movie is a big game against the bad guy. Right. I mean, it, it's all the same kind of trappings. It's just a comedy more than a, more than a sports movie, but it's, it's good. And it's underrated. You look at it and you look at him and you're like, this yeah. movie's going to be stupid. And it's actually pretty funny and, and a pretty good movie all around. The sequel, not so much, but the sequel's okay. It's yeah. Just the, okay. Uh, the original goon, I thought it was really well done. Yeah. And I don't know, was it, a, it must've been released in Canada because I don't remember it being released in the States. I only saw not it on, in a theaters, on, I don't think on so, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I love Jay Barishaw. I love Scott, uh, Sean William Scott. 
who I, I'm getting a ton of um, Sean William Scott now because for some reason HBO keeps on airing all four of the American Pies. <laughs> like Ugh. you know like almost like once or twice <laughs> once or twice a week they're doing like a marathon where they'll show all four of them in a row so i watch a, i've watched a lot of american pie the last like two two or three weeks uh so yeah big big sean william scott fan i mean the way you're describing it, it seems like a sports movie similar to the way that happy gilmore would be a sports that's movie. exactly that's exactly it i think it's, it's it's very happy gilmore uh i don't think goon may not exist without happy gilmore existing first mm, so i'd okay. say i'd say definitely um, yeah, I'd say that's right. So those, you know, when I think about the movies that I gravitate to as sports movies, now I will say, and I talked about this, um, when we, um, a few episodes ago, 42, I watched recently mm. was phenomenal. I mean, excellent, excellent. And that benefits from being culturally relevant to the struggles that America has been facing and is, and is actively facing right now. And just being a great sports movie by, by itself. Right. So it's kind of a double whammy. Right. Um, I loved watching that movie. That movie was, was, was phenomenal. But, but to me, the movies that I graduate, I gravitate to, to those stupid comedy sports movies. Cause to me, that's what like sports movies need an extra, that extra element to me. Otherwise it's not really my favorite, my favorite thing to watch. Yeah. I, I gravitate less towards like the, the straight up comedy. Like I like authentic sports movies. Right. Like I like, I can watch like a sports movie about, like, like Blue Chips, for example. I don't know, Pori, I don't know if you were going to say that or not because you're a big basketball guy. But like Blue Chips, a great basketball movie. Like I'm watching it mostly because it's about basketball, not because, I, you know, there's some funny scenes with some of the characters, you know. But Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. I think, um, I think you know, there's such a there, – there is, while there is like the common thread of sports, there's like so many subsects of um, – that you can go – that you can go down. And like Blue Chips is a good example of that. And then like Happy Gilmore and Goon are sort of other examples of this, the different routes you can – The different flavors. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. because it is a genre in and of itself that has tons of subgenres within it. Um, and again, I think that speaks to – that speaks to what we were talking about earlier. Get ready, for, get ready for this, guys. Holy shit. That speaks to what we were talking about earlier uh, because we talked about how sports is so universally relatable and so many different types of people from different walks of life yeah. love sports and gravitate around sports. So, of course, movies based on sports and, 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 and shows based on sports are going to be presented in all sorts of different flavors uh -huh. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. because there's so many different types of people who are into that kind of thing. So, um, wow. Great job. <laughs> me <laughs> okay far you want to you want to bring us home i'm interested to hear what you have to say on that list. yeah yeah i mean i think that i i sort of will watch pretty much most types of sports movies i think that you know i feel like there was just like this period where we just got a ton of those sort of traditional kind of hammy inspirational sports films like remember the titans and and stuff like that um and then the funnier ones i think like a league of their own was a really funny one to watch when we were when we were growing when we were growing up um but I kind of tend to gravitate somewhat more towards like the grittier ones. Um, those are mm. my favorite. So like any given Sunday, I oh, really, I love yeah. it. I really nice. enjoyed. Nice. Um, and just cause I remember like the first time I saw that and I was just like, I haven't seen a sports film like that. And I didn't watch some of like the older ones. Like I think at the time I watched, I hadn't watched like raging bull and like some of the older sports films um, from our parents' generation. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, one, obviously it's Oliver Stone, so it's going to sort of have his, his flavor on it. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I felt like it gave sort of a, a more accurate look and obviously like, you know, with a lot of drama added in, but right. it wasn't sort of just the fluffy type of, of sports, sports movie. And, and I think, you know, it was interesting to see 
like Jay, I, I think Jamie Foxx is incredible, and he like does such a great job playing Willie Beeman. Steeman Willie Beeman. Exactly, exactly. Um, and like it has like a phenomenal speech in it, you know. Like it's just um, there's always all these sports movies always have to have like one really good, really good speech, whether it's Tom Hanks talking about no crying in baseball, or you know Al Pacino giving his inches speech. There's always whatever the film. There's always their their like cool speech that kind of gives you goosebumps and um and yeah and the un like the unedited or unreleased extended version of it is just fucking wild like when the yeah. eye falls out or like is pulled out and shit like or that when, uh, when he's at the bottom of the pile and one dude pulls his teeth out or something like that remember that or like yeah 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 it's just or like jabs his finger into his his eyes yeah know, he's like it's just like, and like I always, I remember watching that being like, this, this doesn't really happen. And then you like, you talk to like ex players and like, they don't, they don't go into specifics, but they say like a, the bottom of an NFL, a bottom of a pile is like the yeah. scariest place to be because shit like that does go on. So they must've got, they must've got their knowledge from somewhere to, to think that that was, you know, what they would put in the movie. So yeah. And like Jim Brown is, they have like Jim Brown's in that movie, I think. And Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell is in that movie. <laughs> yes. As a call girl. Right. Yeah. The role she was born um, to play. Cameron Diaz as the owner. Yeah. Yeah. And just to see like the owner have an idea and then get screwed. It's yeah. like, it was sort of a, a cool insight as to how things probably do kind of work, obviously with like, yeah, a ton of drama added in. Um, so that was one of sort of the grittier ones that, that I watched. And then also, you know, and I think the last time I kind of brought up a character from the TV show version of this last time I was on the pod, but the movie version of Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen that, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought we talked about you hadn't seen it. The the movie or the show? Sorry, uh, I've seen the show. I have not seen the movie. My bad. Okay. I've yeah. seen the show, so not the movie. Have you read the, movie, the book? No. No. Okay. Um, yeah, the movie I thought was was really well done, and it's just sort of like an emotional roller coaster, and like just following like a character like Booby Miles is just you know. You feel so bad for someone yeah. like that, even though he was like an like he was like pompous ass, but he was a kid. I mean, you got to remember he was a kid, but like. Yeah, you and the, if you probably read the book. Yeah. So it goes yeah, yeah. into like his whole story. Like it's it's yeah. just sad what became of him, you know. Um, so those were two of the grittier ones um, that I that I've enjoyed. I also um, the Sandlot was the one when we were kids that I like loved watching. That's mm-hmm, sort of like mm-hmm. the you know kind of one of the easier lighter lighter ones, and because I think like it really can just speak to sort of just like, you know, baseball was their vehicle, but just the random dynamics of neighborhood friend groups right. growing, growing up was just sort of just like a fun thing to sort of remember. Um, and then, and then I think the more recent one that I is, has been the Creed movies where like, Ooh. Oh yeah. Good one, I, um, I didn't, I think the Rocky movies are, are fine. Like the first two are great. And then, you know, it, just sort of turns into uh, what it Rocky is. But I thought, is a fucking classic, okay? <laughs> Rocky Ford is a modern classic. Um, but I really enjoy, I mean, I love Michael B. Jordan. And yep. Yep. Um, so I've just enjoyed the, uh, the the Creed films. And like they bring in real boxers to right. play some of the other roles, which I think is always, it just lends itself, it lends authenticity to to the process of making those making those films. So I've, I've enjoyed those. And um, even though you kind of know exactly what's going to happen and how it's going to play out. Right. But, um he does such a like he's such a good actor that it, it just it's a it's a fun movie to watch i also think sylvester stallone is so underrated for how well he can write a movie yeah like he's a really good screenplay writer and i think it's gotten lost because he's just he's had a, such a long career that like obviously he's gonna make 
some shitty movies. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like Sylvester Stallone, his career has gone so flip floppy over the last like 25 30 years that people forget that like he he won a fucking oscar for writing for writing rocky he wrote the original rambo um you know he wrote i think he wrote the creed movies like i mean he, he's he's good um, yeah and i think he's just also like he isn't that traditional well-spoken guy like he he carries himself the way that he does and mm-hmm. so i think when people are thinking about a writer they just assume that the writer is going to have this sort of specific type of personnel that or persona, sorry, that um, that Sylvester Stallone doesn't really, uh, you know, have come off as having. But yeah, right, right like Rocky, Rocky's incredible. Like the first one is incredible. Right. Um, and like he's just, you know, he does such a good job with with subtlety in his acting and in his writing. It's like you know, it's not overwritten. You know, mm-hmm. he just right. lets there be pauses and lets there be short sentences and lets right. people sort of just like sit in those silences a little bit, a little bit longer, which is a really um in certain ways i think a little ahead of its time because i think that's how a lot of tv is now but it wasn't how sports films were certainly by any stretch back in back in the day yeah 75 i think 70 75 i think it was or 77 i forget when rocky came out yeah good well those are good um those are good ones i think there's something like it's hard i when i was looking at these movies or listening to the movies that you guys brought up like I don't dislike any of those movies. Like that's the thing is that there's something in a sports movie for everyone. And there's something in every sports movie for someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chew on that for a bit. So before we go here, I actually, based on this conversation, one thing that really stood out to me was how we all had kind of different interpretations of what a sports movie was. Mm. Um, and I think that's really interesting. I threw together a quick quiz, not really a quiz, more of a poll um, I put together some, what I'd consider to be cusp sports movies. They could go either way. And I want to hear from the three of us. Do you think these are sports movies or do you think they are not sports movies? Okay, go. So Sounds I'm going to go through a list. We'll go uh, Higgins, then Pari, then me for, for our answers. Ready? Jerry Maguire. Sports movie. Definitely a sports movie. I'd say not a sports movie. There's like, is there any sports that happens in Jerry Maguire? Yeah, the scene with Cuba Gooding Jr. when he gets almost yeah. when he gets paralyzed or almost paralyzed. So the one, there's the one that happens one <laughs> time, right? I mean, there's the one sports scene. So I mean, there's as many sports it doesn't scenes have that same in that as there are in probably dodgeball. No, there are. <laughs> dodgeball has tons of sports. They go to like multiple tournaments. The whole back, the whole third act of the movie is done at that tournament. So whatever. Okay, you know what? I, this is. I knew this was going to be divisive, but I wasn't ready for this. Um, here's one. This is a TV show. I threw it in for for you, Pari. Uh, sports night. Have you ever seen it? I don't, I have not the, seen sports night. The I, Aaron Sorkin, uh, sports TV show with Peter Krause, okay. star um, Peter Krause, uh, after part party. I think you'd really like it after West wing. You should, um, yeah, you should check it out. out. Really, I'll see if it's, I can it's, convince it's, Katie to watch a sports show. I don't think I, don't she likes, I would say try. sports night is not a sports show because it's about the casting. Okay. Right. I would say it is because it's, it's, it's so primarily about the sports that's happening. So, okay, it's always so Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. You know what? No, it's whole... not. No, Jerry Maguire is about the contract. The contract. It's about the contract. The contract about it's about the money. Sports. It's not, oh, that famous Jerry Maguire line, show me the sports. Show me the sports. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, oh, God, that felt good. Uh, the remake of Bad News Bears with Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, it's a sports movie. They play baseball the entire fucking time. Okay, so yes, that's all I need from you, Pari. I, I haven't seen the new version of it, but if it's any, it at all has any connection to the original one, it is a sports film. Oh my God. Yes, I agree. That I agree this is a sports film. No, no, I am not. I agree this is a sports film. How, how big of you? Okay, uh, Million Dollar Baby. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I'd say yes too. Cars. 
<laughs> oh wow! Actually, if we're going by yeah, going by your logic, criteria, I think Cars has to be considered a sports movie. Uh, this is where your whole this is so where wait a minute. Thing. So now does 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 the um, Talladega Nights? <laughs> um, no, do the Fast and the Furious films turn into? No, race Corey, movies? there we go. Corey, it's a slippery Corey, come on. slope. Okay, it is a slippery don't, slope. Higgins, don't that do line this, of thinking. Corey, don't feed into him. Cars is a literally about a race car racing. Cars is not a sports movie. Okay, um, okay here's one. I have one Blade, four-year-old that will disagree with you. Blades of Glory. That's the roller. Yeah. Oh wait, no, 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 no. no, no. Yeah. That's the figure skating one, right? Yeah. yeah. With, yeah definitely, sports, definitely a sports, sports movie. movie. I say so too. And by the way, Higgins, you just proved the fact that a four-year-old can appreciate Cars but knows nothing about sports proves that it's not a sports That's, movie. She doesn't know nothing Boom. about sports. She plays. She's played soccer for two years. Boom. Okay, so. two more. Two more. A recent one, Uncle Drew. Yes. <laughs> the, whole, the whole scenario is them. I'd say fast. no. I'd say no. Um, Pari, what do you think? Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew is a sports movie, and also is one of the few sports movies that also is just like a pot smoking movie at the same at the same. Yeah, Uncle another Drew, genre. Uncle Drew, way better than it should have been. I mind. have not seen Uncle Drew. Is it worth watching? It's worth watching. It's way better than it should have been. It should have been one okay. of those like weird, just like. Tyler Perry movies that like falls by the wayside that nobody watches, but it was actually really good. Okay. Okay. La- I'll check it out. Last one, last one. And this one is, this is relevant to our conversation we had earlier Higgins point break. No, you don't think so? No, they're what not competitive. They're not competitive surf- surfers. They're just surfing for fun. Well, surfing is a sport though, right? But surfing that's... is a sport though. Hmm. That's a tough, that's a tough one. A head scratcher. I mean, is a long came Polly a sports movie? Because they have that one scene where they're playing basketball. Is something no, about Mary a sports movie ones, because it has Dan Marino in it? You're thinking of Brett Favre. <laughs> oh, was it Brett Favre? Yeah. You know who it was supposed to be? Who? Drew Bledsoe. Uh, oh, then he Drew. got injured. No, I don't think I don't think <laughs> I don't, the the the, the uh, Packers that won the Super Bowl that year, so they Brett Favre was the hot the hot item, so they oh, didn't okay. do it. Um, okay, so I, I think Point Break is not a sports movie party. What do you think? Um, yeah, probably not just cause they're not like competitive. I don't, I mean, it, yeah, I probably not, but I could, I could be, I probably could be convinced that it is a sports film. Okay. Well, this just shows, I think what we were talking about, which is different things, different people and, and such a broad <laughs> genre. Um, and frankly, I'm going to demand a recount on this one. And that's the last thing I'm going to say. About I was going to uh, say, we need to find out in Joe Biden's America, if point break is a sports film. Yeah, Mr. Mr. President, America. Mr. President. <laughs> in Trump's America, Point Break is considered the Gettysburg Address. So, um, not bad, not bad. Okay, um, well, I. So, can we? Last week we started this topic or this. Uh, this oh, uh, you have a pitch. Segment. Can I do pitch, a pitch? me? Pitch All me. Right. So, I don't know, Pari, if you listen to last week's episode, but we're going to start this new thing every now and then where we pitch new ideas for shows and movies. Mm, um, okay. I like this because. As soon as these all these inevitably get made, because everything gets made, mm-hmm. we can point at we go put by to this and, and be like we're we're fucking geniuses. We're so saves. Higgins, lay it on me. Okay, so as we all know, one of the one of the more um, prevalent casting tropes in Hollywood is that you cast people older than the part that you're looking for. So if you do a movie about high school kids or a show about high school kids, genuinely they're like twenties, yeah. they're like twenty to twenty five yep. years old. Um, so I want to take that trope and I want to play into it and I want to do, um, either a series, probably a series, not, it won't work as a movie, but I want to cast like noticeably older actors to play high school kids, like unironically. And I want them to be 
old, purposely old in high school, like dealing with like high school stuff, but also like be noticeably old. Like, oh, I wait, think- oh, hold on. Are they? Are they like going? Are they that age and going back to high no, school? No, they're, they- they're playing sixteen-year-olds, but they're like forty-five and they're noticeably forty-five. Well, Everybody- why stop there? I want to see like legitimate senior citizens playing. High well, school as I'm saying, like I'm talking. That's like, funny. I can think of like. I can. Th- I want to see a movie where it's like Seth Rogen and like Jonah Hill and like Meryl Streep's like Meryl Streep's like the cheerleader and play it, but play it seriously, and like, but the and like their their parents are actually younger than them. Like the parents are like our age, and, and like, like, and we have like Dame Judi Dench as the incoming right, freshman. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like, not 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 another teen movie kind of did a spoof on this during when that movie was made because they had an older person playing. Um, they, I think they were doing a spoof of um, Never Been Kissed where Drew Barrymore right. goes back to high school to write that expose and the, the woman they have playing Drew Barrymore is like 98 years old. Um, <laughs> Higgins, I got to say, this is weird. I think it's kind of, let me be hysterical. <laughs> hey, hold on, I have an important question. Do yes. we get to use the de-aging features from the Irishman? <laughs> oh my God, no, no. No. no, sorry. Don't let po- that's a dumb question from Pori. It does not change. <laughs> that's not a dumb question. That is a great question. That is it does not take away from the a, integrity. A of bunch of fifty-year-old actors, like really intentionally badly de-aged, to try to look like that. Now that I no, would watch. So That'd think be like of, a horror think of, movie. Think of Dawson's Creek, right? But so it's like it's intentionally serious. Uh, but think of all the actors and they're being like really old, and nobody pay- nobody acknowledges that they're that old. And we, as the audience, are in on the joke, and they are kind of in on the joke. But it's played as what's like a the joke that they're that they're super. That it's the, it's the Hollywood trope of them casting older actors to play younger roles. So is it so is that referenced? Is it ever referenced at all? Or I is think it just... we can ref- maybe in like the title we can find a title that like references it, like call it like geriatric high or something like that. Um, but I think it'd be, but like but it would be funny. I think it'd be hysterical to watch a show. <laughs> where there's like where like Meryl Streep's like the, the snobby cheerleader and like Dennis Quaid like current age Dennis Quaid is like the high school quarterback and like but then they also go home and they're like their parents are yelling at them but their parents are like, did you do your age. homework and Dennis Quaid's like I, I, don't, I don't have to listen to you I don't I want your life <laughs> Varsity Blues var- a remake of Varsity Blues featuring remake of Varsity everyone Blues, in their everyone, 60s except the same actors now playing the same roles that play, they played 21 years ago I don't oh, think that funny. is weird. That is that is weird. It's, okay, so okay, I actually, you know what? I like. I would watch that as a movie, not as a show. I don't think that's something that could stand up to like having multiple seasons of that. I feel like as a movie, um, it comes off too much like a spoof, whereas a show, we could get you could play. But you want to do this a little more seriously, I mean, it right? Could so get, you do it yeah, show, it could yeah. get like it could get like four episodes before getting canceled. Maybe like a mini series, and then like it's an anthology series. So like the next season, there are old people playing. <laughs> playing babies i don't know you know what you know what higgins jamie just started watching the unicorn and if people would buy oh God, walter goggins great. as a romantic lead the then i think great. people will buy anything the unicorn's great i think um uh, uh what's the, the 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 bald husband and the and the wife they're really funny. oh he yeah. is funny he's awesome yeah what's he's his name? awesome danny cordry or uh not cord no 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 um I think it I was his just, name. Now. I was trying to think. He's really funny. It, the show, the show is fine. The show is fine. But I, Kayla I, Watkins is the woman's name. What's the guy's name? Uh, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Can you give me just? Can we just come back to um, <laughs> what would the plot of this show be? Of what show? Of Jerry your Hatchikai? show, Jerry Hatchikai. Give me a really quick pitch. Rob Corddry. That's his name. Um, Rob Corddry. Yeah. So the pitch is like it's just like a generic high school. Uh, no, no, no. Tell me a plot. It can't just be they are in high school. What's the plot? The plot is. Um, Let's see. I didn't think this far. Um, yeah, clearly. 
<laughs> just so like, it, it can be like it can be like Degrassi, but we just or like people. Riverdale. Like, have you, have you ever watched an episode of Riverdale? Riverdale is like there's like gang shootings and like kidnappings and like assassination attempts, and these are all high school kids. So think so, of it. So think so of like a sixteen-year-old Meryl Streep in a gang. That's no, your pitch. Seventy-six-year-old Meryl Streep playing. No, seventy-six-year-old Meryl Streep playing a sixteen-year-old just discovering her own body. Yes. I mean, that's essentially what you're describing here. Yeah, and because okay, she's okay. seventy-six, we can get some weird scenes where she's, you know, in the bathtub and she gets her first period, and we can watch that and know that it's not weird to see this. It's they can call the show first period. Yes, <laughs> see, it's double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> all right you know what on that note you've won, hey, you know what you know what green i'm gonna get I'm, someone get my green light someone get my green light we are we are doing this we are doing this um i think it's okay, a great awesome. idea all right uh pari thank you so much for joining us today million dollar idea i actually think we turned this kind of like informal topic into something really interesting and, and meaningful and then we ended with higgins's um you know first period idea uh, so hey, teach. <laughs> just like sports this podcast has universal appeal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. Um, well, thank so yeah, you for thanks, having thanks me for on. on was, we'll have you on uh, again to, soon. It was good to yeah. hear. Do you want to plug yeah. anything, Pari? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't think I have anything to. Plug. You don't want to plug your 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 the school you coach at or anything like that. Let them know. Well, the, the screenshot will. Yeah. Right here. Unless we had a yeah, yeah. Out, yeah I mean, if you guys right? want to go on Instagram and watch me talk about recruiting to someone, you can go do that. That's the extent of it. I don't think you'll find it very interesting. I but hey, maybe, you know what? Actually, I take that bet. Maybe Riley will turn into a, a college tennis player or a, a competitive junior tennis player, and you're going to need to know how to go through the recruiting process. That's true. You should masuda her. You should, you should make Whoa. it like make her whole life about tennis. Like literally she wakes up and she does drills <laughs> and then take her out of school and like just basically bonsai tree her into becoming – the next great tennis star and let Pari be the coach. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely think about it. Um, yeah, think about it. Think about it. I'm writing. I'll I'm do writing it for like a hundred grand a year. Geriatric highs. So I'm pretty busy right now, but we'll. we'll, we'll Actually, try. what you're describing, this the, the sensation you're describing, it's kind of like reverse Muppet Babies. <laughs> what? Because what Muppet they did with though. Muppet Babies was they took the, the real themes that the Muppets were experiencing, but they just made them babies. So that's like the opposite of what you're describing. But I actually think a high school show where they're like toddlers that I could probably watch. We should, so you we would should. watch a high school show with little kids who you could get, you could not get away with anything because they're little kids. So I'm talking like you couldn't have them doing drugs. You couldn't have them having sex. You couldn't have them shooting people. Like it was people want to watch. When high no, school I want to see all that. I want to see that stuff. That's, that's what that's I, that's why the you shock get, factor. That's why you got to get 50 year old actors to do them. So we can, so it's not creepy essentially. Yeah, I mean, right. when oh. I, I felt like it was a cross between like Saved by the Bell and like Benjamin Button, but you know, we can, oh, can Save by the, the Bell. Save by, save by the Butt. Uh, save by the Butt. Okay, good. All right. Well, Pari, thanks again for coming on. I think this was a really good, meaningful conversation mm-hmm, <laughs> through and through. Definitely. <laughs> um, uh, we'll have you on again soon, and I will see you boys later on zoom and i will thank everyone for listening and subscribing and sticking with us this might have been our longest episode yeah we might be over we, two we hours say that every point. week but we no this one is legitimately week. like over two hours oh shit um well so, biden's america baby if you're still listening i don't even know what to tell what to tell you and if you are still listening geriatric high debuts on the wb <laughs> network in 2022 so <laughs> is the wb network even still a th- oh it yeah, is, I was gonna it say- is. It is. It has like. It has like. Um, it has Riverdale. We were just talking about Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. It runs of the Wayne's brothers. All right.
Thank you for listening. Thanks for coming on, Corey. We will see all of you next week. Bye. Sounds good. See you guys.